Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. <laughs> hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnke and as always I'm here with Matt Stewart. Hello Matt. Hey Dave, so good to be here. Quick question for you, how good is it to be alive? Well don't ask me that question, why don't you ask our guest this week, joining us, it's Kirsty Weber. Hello. Welcome back Kirsty. Quick question, how good is it to be alive? Mate, it is so good to be alive. It's, it is a real breath of fresh air having you in Jess's seat. Because she normally tells me she wished she was never born. So I really appreciate that <laughs> very much for you to have this my back great. there. A very different take on the answer. Je- Jess and I are light and shade, famously. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yin and yang right there. Now, it's so great to have you back on Dugo One. The last time you were here, you took out the Golden Shiny Gary Award for horniest episode. <laughs> so congratulations yet again. Thank you. I, uh, I never saw that award, but... Um- <laughs> <laughs> but I was overjoyed to have won it, and and rightly so as well. Was that the one that won the rubber fist? Was that the award for? That would have made some sense. We were that was a trophy for one of each, the awards. Uh, each award had a different trophy. Yeah, different guest trophy givers come in with stuff, and we had end up having yeah a, a rubber fist from a sex shop was one C- of the Cass trophies. Page brought in a, a a rubber fist as one of the awards. Surely that was that, for the horniest episode. Yeah. Surely, surely went. Surely <laughs> went for most. <laughs> 
Infotainment yeah. or something. Yeah. Was, was that one of them? <laughs> most infotainment. <laughs> Is it the most informative or the most entertaining or both? Most yes. infotainment. Oh I like God. I like that as the whole name of the award as well. Yeah. Just that. Just most infotainment <laughs> award. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> What's this for? Don't ask any questions. No it's not that kind of ceremony. <laughs> yeah. So, I wonder, can you go back to back? Oh, so to speak. Yeah. We know. <laughs> already on fire. Already, in the already deeply horny. <laughs> you and I don't know what this episode's going to be about. So yeah, it's hard you. to know how appropriate it will be to hornify the topic. Yeah, I, I would have to guess that the one that we hornified last time <laughs> also yeah. shouldn't have been as horny <laughs> as it was. <laughs> a what a disaster. It was a disaster, disaster on a cruise ship and somehow we made it so raunchy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I won't hesitate to do it again. Yeah, please do. <laughs> and Kirstie, before we get into the episode this week, you've recently just launched a brand new podcast with the wonderful Kel Wilson. I have. Yeah, it's called You'll Never Believe This But. And it is all about <laughs> unbelievable <Two-tees>. stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, Matt, that's how we start the episode. We're actually, every week Fantastic. we go, uh, welcome to You'll Never Believe This But, which isn't to be confused with the podcast You'll Never Believe This But, which is all about glute exercises. And each week. We have a different variation on that. I love it. <laughs> so good. And you've so you've launched it much like the MTS Oceana or whatever that sinking ship. <laughs> the horny ship. The horny ship. Well, yeah, we've launched it. So far staying afloat though. And it it's is. A, a podcast all about quirky, unbelievable sightings. Pa- slightly paranormal. Yeah, so it's got such a wide scope. Like, it's um, basically any stories that people have that are unbelievable. So, maybe you've got a story that you tell to people and they're like, nah, that didn't happen. Yeah, great. And, um, <laughs> or maybe you didn't tell anyone your story because you know that they'd say that. So, it's literally, um, like, so far we've had people write in and they've told us stories about like losing something and finding it, but in like real needle in a haystack situations. The actual idea was born from the fact um, I have a deep-seated belief that I saw a panther while I was camping in the Otways and no one's ever believed me. Really? That, that is a – isn't the Otway panther a thing? Yeah. And I'm and I'm adamant that I saw the Otway Panther, but I also saw it in the most unbelievable of circumstances that I know nobody will ever believe. And I told Cal Wilson, who's a dear friend of mine, wonderful comedian, and also literally the nicest person on the planet. And I told her the story probably about three years ago, and she was like, "Well." I respect your right to believe that. <laughs> Even Carl's like, cut the shit. There's and an undertone there. Totally. So I've like bombarded her with information from the um, Panther Siding group on Facebook. Uh, I'm a, a, a um, voracious reader of other people's Panther Sightings. And on you that. believe them all, I imagine. Uh, yeah, the vast majority. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of panthers out there. Is I've, what I'm deducing. I've put I've put the uh, Blue Mountains Panther. Up for the vote on this show a few times. It's come second. I'm, I'm going to do do the story of the Australian Panthers at some point. Yeah, because there's to. a few different ones. But yeah, the blue blue mountains have a very Grampians famous one. as well. Grampians, yeah, yeah. Didn't Grant Denya? He got like a photo of one in his field or something. Did he? Yeah. Wow. You've got to get him on the pod. Got to get got Grant to. on. Gotta Absolutely. Get Grant. Yes, Grant. We will too. I mean, uh, speaking for Grant. 
Uh, it's a yes from Grant. <laughs> Should I send the interview request through to you, Matt? Yeah, I probably. <laughs> Grant's not really comfortable just taking cold calls from you, Yeah, Kirstie. okay. Send okay, them through me and I'll get on to Grant. That's fair enough because Grant's been fending off cold calls from me for quite yes. some time. So, I, I wouldn't want to bother him with another one. <laughs> he's, uh, for international listeners, he's like our go-to game show host. He's probably host. Is he a game show host or weatherman? Wait, now that you've said that, I've, I'm riddled yeah, yeah. in self-doubt. Family Feud. Right. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few he variety is game shows. Host. Yeah, a real, just a real host of the stars. Yeah, one of those sure. guys who's very bubbly and, and uh, happy. Yeah. That's looks- why I thought, you know, like a weatherman or a game show Yeah, host. it looks great yeah, in the yeah, suit. same ilk. Thousand kilowatt smile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah real like, well, over to you, Matt. What do you think about <laughs> yeah. this? Your mum loves him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mine yeah. in particular. Yeah, yeah sorry. I was <laughs> yeah. About that. I thought he was talking to me, actually. I'm like, yeah, mum, yeah, wild for him. <laughs> wild for Grant. <laughs> We're all wild for Grant. Now, Matt, it's been a while since Kirsty's been on the show. Oh. Apart from uh, horny puns, what is the show about, Matt? Oh, I'll, I'll explain to you, Kirsty. The way it works is uh, one of the three of us, uh, in this case Dave, has gone away and studied a topic, uh, usually that's been suggested by a listener. He's gone away. I don't know how long, probably a week or so, researched it, written up a report. He's about to read that report to us, uh, almost like we're in high school again, and it's an English oral presentation. Only you and I- <laughs> We're hanging on to our youth. <laughs> only you and I as the class, uh, more likely than probably back then to go on real dog shit riffs and uh, be annoying, ask stupid questions, and just be kind of tedious in general. Yeah. Uh, and Dave- the report giver nearly always gets onto the topic with a question. Do you have a question this week? I do have a question for both of you. Yeah. Buzz in if you know it, or just shout out if you know it. The question is, the Dassler brothers are most famous for starting which two billion dollar sports companies? Oh, yes. Adidas. Oh, and, that's not, a- and, 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 and Puma. Bing, a point each. Because yeah, they broke up, didn't they? They had a, they had a blue. Absolutely. And didn't they- now, I think they owned Adidas together and they had a blue and then one of them- Anyway- This is going to be the shortest episode ever. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was about to say, anyway, thanks so much for everyone for tuning in. That's a wrap. We've had a lovely time. I haven't even said anything horny yet, so that's obviously a joke. We're going to flesh it out a little bit. We're going to flesh light it out a little bit. There we go. Okay, here we go. Okay. He started the ball rolling. No, it is about Adidas and Puma. They started another company. And then they split and had a big rivalry. It's pretty wild. And that is today's topic. And this one's been suggested by a few people. I couldn't believe how many people have suggested this, actually. So, thank you to uh, Yusuf from Erskine in Glasgow, Moritz Stenroder in Berberbach, Germany, currently living in Melbourne in 2019 when they wrote this in, William William Habington from Ottawa, now based in Nagano, Japan, also back in 2019. So, I don't know where these people are now. Emily Keane from Deep Dean, Melbourne. But Emily come- Keane from Deep Dean. That's fantastic. Where's I mean, Deep Dean? Deep Dean. In, you said Deep Dean in Melbourne. Yeah. Is That's that- made up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know. I've, I've heard of- It rings a bell. Deep Dean. Is, is it in near, a- like, Baldwin area? How do you spell it? <laughs> It's in that mysterious like, Baldwin area. If, if if ever you don't know where something is, it's always in Baldwin or out past Broadie. <laughs> yeah. Is, like, it, is it near out past Broadmeadow? Maybe near Greensboro <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I've looked it up. 
It is next door to Baldwin. Oh, my God. Oh, very sh- small look, uh, suburb here. Hey, can you please spell it? D-E-E-P. Yeah. D-E-N-E. Deep Dean. Deep Dean. What's well, it? So, it's out in the affluent east. That's why Dave's heard of it. <laughs> yeah, my domain. Fancy def- guy. Yeah, yeah, my domain. You know, the mayor of Deep Dean himself <laughs> over here. <laughs> Dave what? Deep Dean Warnicky. <laughs> With uh, beautiful amenities and access to the beautiful people at Palace Baldwin Cinema. Oh, my gosh. Uh, And he just said that off the top of his head as well. Amazing. (laughs) What a Uh, mind. But the thing is, Emily Keane from Deep Dean, it says, currently living in LA 2021. So, these people, we've got some jet setters here. Yeah, that doesn't rhyme, though, doesn't it? Like, Emily Keane currently living in LA. (laughs) (laughs) Emily Keane from Deep Dean. Like, you're going to go with that one, aren't you? We've got Mike the Viking from York in the UK. Vinnie Polycastro from Little Egg Harbor, New Jersey. Is that real? Mike Salt from Klamath Falls, Oregon. Blake T. Wild from Yuma, Arizona. Steve Poolbrook from Hay, New South Wales. Dan Higgs from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And finally, thank you to Kate from somewhere in Adelaide. Oh. All these people, a lot of people suggested this. Yeah. Global topic. And, yeah. A, and a, at least a few of them in 2019. Yeah. We finally, <laughs> Were they big in the news back then or something? Are you still listening? Yeah, something terrible happened between the brothers. What happened? Well, before we get into the topic, I have to say our pronunciation of Adidas is going to drive people from North America wild. (laughs) Is it Adidas? They love to say Adidas. Yeah, it's Adidas. But if it helps them, we're both wrong. (laughs) (gasps) How do you really pronounce Adidas? Nah, we're not doing that. (laughs) No, Adidas. (laughs) With with emphasis on the first syllable. There's a whole article written about Adidas. Adidas. And, and what I think a, that's, what about- what you, that's what Germans and a lot of European people, I think maybe even the UK as well, because they've got the European right. influence. But Adidas. In, we say Adidas. Adidas, mate. Adidas, mate. And in America, they say Adidas. Right. It's like we say Nike and they say Nike, which I think, again, we're doing wrong. But Or do, do we say Puma or Puma? Puma, well, we I was going to ask what, yeah, what you reckon, because uh, there's Puma or Puma. I think Germans, apparently, they say Puma. What yeah, if, if, we say Puma. I think, yeah, we say Puma unless it's for a 12th man uh, sketch where uh, <laughs> Bill Laurie's talking about his new Puma pants. Oh, Puma pants, Richie. <laughs> very funny stuff. And very niche. Like, <laughs> I can't believe you just brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the thing is? I haven't heard that sketch, but I knew where it was going because he's brought it up before. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Matt, you've got to let go. <laughs> I knew that. I knew. I have three anecdotes. One of them is Bill Laurie <laughs> saying Puma pants. I wrote this, started writing this report. I was like, Matt is going to say Puma pants within the first few minutes. Oh, no, I'm a Puma pants. <laughs> Puma pants. <laughs> Funny stuff. That's good stuff. So It's it, very clever. It's, it's very clever. That's what I love about 12th man stuff. Very clever. Very highbrow. But it's something that also I think even me as a five-year-old understood somehow. <laughs> somehow I got it. So, you're advanced or it's not yes. as highbrow as you think? thank you, Kirsty. <laughs> Very advanced. Delete that, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's kick into the topic. I am talking about Adidas, 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 Puma, Puma, whatever you- Water. You know what I'm talking about. Water. Water, you know what I'm Adidas. About. I'm going to try and- I think we should each choose one pronunciation. <laughs> Kirsty's already chosen Australian. You can do the German. I'm going to do- I'm, I'm sticking fat with those- uh, North Americans. What did you say? Adidas. 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 I'll try and stick with that. Okay. Water. I'll get in a character. <laughs> we can hear that I'm a lot. thirsty for some water. Water. Adidas. Thank Matt's you. making me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> 
You don't like Americans, do you? I love Americans. I hate Matt Stewart pretending to be American. <laughs> That's how they feel, actually, as well. They, they love Americans in America. They're on my team. <laughs> okay, it all, it all starts with Rudolph, a.k.a. Rudy Dassler. He was born in 1898 in Herzog. Gnarak, which is a town that was then part of the German Empire. Herzog Gnarak. I have to say this a few times and I'm going to get it wrong every time. But the good news is Americans would also say it wrong. So, okay. <laughs> so you said it was in the German Empire. Where is it now? Now it's in, in Germany. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, then, twist. 1898, <laughs> just before that all come together, his younger brother, Adolf, aka Addy Dassler. Oh. <gasps> Was born a couple of years later in 1900. They had one older brother, Fritz, one of the all-time great names. It yeah. is, it's all time. Was and there also a brother called Puma Dasta? <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the 12th man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Puma Dasta's. Oh, Puma Dasta. <laughs> Doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> so, there's Fritz and there's also a sister called Marie, but we don't know much about them. Marie's funny. <laughs> Like, like the, after all of the boys' yeah, names, it's Rudy, like Marie. Addie, Fritz, Marie. <laughs> it's just Marie. <laughs> Their father, Christoph, worked in a shoe factory. And the town they lived in only had 4,000 people and most of the population worked at one of several shoe factories. So the town was already known for shoemaking. The younger brother, Addie, finished school and took up an apprenticeship as a baker to please his father. But really, he preferred sports and was quite a good athlete himself. Mm. He was also a bit of an entrepreneur, and in 1919, a bit after the First World War, which, remember, did not go great for Germany and resulted in widespread economic turmoil, he dropped out of baking and, seeing a real gap in the market, decided to try and make shoes specifically designed for playing sport in. Oh. That's a new concept. Yeah, the inference is that no one had thought of that, which yeah. is yeah. incredible. Before then, Amazing. they were just, like, duct-taping bricks to their yeah. feet. Yeah. <laughs> Getting on the court. Yeah. Well- <laughs> <laughs> Two bread rolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's as light as air. <laughs> I mean, I can only play for two minutes at a time. <laughs> yeah, before that, there weren't um, mass-marketed shoes that were designed specifically for the sport that you were trying to, you know, be good at. So, he correctly predicted that athletic success would improve with correctly constructed shoes. Makes which, sense. I know. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. You've got, you got to protect the shoe, the feet, not yeah. and the shoes, sure. Protect the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> protect it all. <laughs> Everything below the waist needs protecting. Above <laughs> the waist? Nah. Nah, whatever. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Spare parts. <laughs> <laughs> he started making shoes at home in what is sometimes referred to as a shed and sometimes a laundry. So, you get to choose your own adventure there. Could be is both. It- yeah, why not both? The laundry shed. I've had a laundry shed before. You haven't had a laundry shed? I've had a laundry shed. No, but I've had a shed laundry. Okay. Oh. I think that's nice yet again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Add in deep Dean, that's how we do it. <laughs> Have you ever had a shared shed laundry? No. Mm. You've, you've had to share your shed laundry? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure have. <laughs> Not officially. Yeah. <laughs> but I did anyway. <laughs> come one, come all. Yeah. Yeah, why not? But we know he's out the back somewhere making shoes. He had gotten inspiration from visiting the shoe factory where his dad worked, but materials in post-war Germany were hard to come by. So, in order to generate income 
Addy repaired shoes for the citizens of his town, and to make his own sports shoes, he used various materials originally made for military use. So whatever he get his hands on, he turned it into a shoe. You've got a tank, you've got a shoe. That's <laughs> awesome. That sense. Yeah, it was unfortunate for the people that bought his cutting edge hand grenade shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were a nightmare on the track. Yeah. Oh, an explosive performance on the court tonight. Fantastic. <laughs> It was a pretty humble setup to begin with, a classic startup in in the garage slash shed slash laundry going on. At the time, electricity in the town was unreliable, so Addy rigged up a stationary bike to create enough power to run the equipment to make their shoes. So he's literally using pedal power. Wow. Who wait, who's on the bike? I think he he's he's on the How's bike. It, he's on the bike at the same time as making the shoes. As he's like I think on the sewing machine, sort of powering it with wow. his own. <laughs> What a nightmare. No wonder these shoes are so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're still paying for <laughs> all the power that it took. Yeah, to this day, uh, Adidas and Puma have just people on bikes constantly. The first shoe, <laughs> yeah, loads and loads of people just sitting around pedaling <laughs> frantically. The first shoe he made, incidentally, had to be for cycling. <laughs> yeah, it had to be. <laughs> but he's you like, get it he's made. like, cycle shoes so that I can. <laughs> but yeah, how do you get it made? Exactly. What came first, the cycle shoe or the cycle? <laughs> the bike power. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The, I reckon he just wore the bread roll shoes <laughs> yeah, okay. to begin with Longer. until he'd made the cycling shoes. <laughs> what car, what do you think, of, like a Vienna loaf? Yeah. Pipe loaf? Oh, sourdough is pretty durable. Oh, right. Sourdough, yeah. Something with a, cr- a nice crust. I was yeah. thinking like a cob. Oh, yeah. Cob. Cob's good as you well. You follow it out. You could either have like a soup be put in there. Right. Or yeah. you put your foot in Certainly <laughs> not a fluffy bap. Not, not a bat. No, oh, mate. no. You, put, you put the baps away, please. Yeah, yeah get, baps get, get your baps away, <laughs> Matt. Baps make better mittens. <laughs> they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Lovely mittens. Um, and the cob loaf is, of course, short for cobbler. The cobbler. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't know that, but it all makes sense <laughs> now. Uh, l- listeners wouldn't have been able to see your jaw drop then, Matt, but I think they would have sensed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's still picking it up off the floor over there, actually. Wow. I came here to laugh, not to learn, Kirsty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we never learn here. The shoe manufacturing company initially had the catchy name Gebruder Dassler Shoe Fabrik. Just rolls off the tongue. Beautiful stuff, isn't it? You put That's that a on beautiful the language. It translates as Dassler Brothers Shoe Factory. It was soon called Geda or Gida for short, G-E-D-A. He sent free samples to local sports clubs and soon the orders started coming in. Because yeah, they, did. They, they put the shoes on and went, oh, it is actually easier to run in these than a pair of cob loaves of bread. <laughs> Can you believe Build it? it and they'll come. Yeah. <laughs> At this time, Rudy, the older Dassler, was forging his own life and training to be a policeman. But just as he, as he was about to enter the workforce, he, he too dropped out and joined his younger brother's expanding business and the two formed a creative and productive partnership. Rudy, who was more outgoing, became the salesman of the company in charge of marketing and the more reserved but sports performance inclined Addy stayed home and worked on the designs. Hmm. What what year are we in? This is just after the First World War, so early 1920s. Isn't that amazing? There'd been modern Olympics yeah. without <laughs> sports shoes. Yeah. Well, so didn't the they- marathons have been run and they, what, they were in, what were they wearing? Oh, sorry. Cob loafs. Cob loafs. Yeah, You've cob covered this already. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, wake up. Sorry. Also, we're- Oh, as I'm, uh, I'm about to say something and as I'm saying it, I'm like, no, I think you've made that up, Kirsty. Weren't the Olympics- <laughs> 
originally performed nude. Yeah, I think that's right. Like the ancient Olympics. But that's the, that's the ancient ones in ancient Greece. Yeah, yeah. But still, we've come a long way. <laughs> yeah. They, it's fair enough, enough that the shoes took so long. In 1896, there were still nude feet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'd slowly clothed themselves from the head down. Yeah, yeah. so they balaclava started out. On first. Yeah, they started doing the marathon with the balaclava. <laughs> and then like four years later with a scarf. <laughs> As well. Imagine putting a scarf on and thinking, yeah, I run faster in this. Yeah. Yeah. Aerodynamic. <laughs> Does it cut through the wind in this Anything thing? flapping in the wind, yeah. I think, makes you feel like you're on faster. Yeah. yeah which you <laughs> some people would have had lots flapping in the wind <laughs> at the Nude Olympics. Yeah. The first gold medalist, wow, I was flapping all over. Yeah. I felt so fast out there. Yeah, the wind in your hair and other bits and pieces. <laughs> Flap Central out there on the track today. <laughs> so, yeah, the two brothers have teamed up. It's now a family business. Soon they had 12 employees making 50 pairs of shoes per day. Wow. Not bad. It's pretty good. But still, they struggled to get by until they were able to move to a factory that allowed them to expand and make 100 pairs per day. So, for a while, they're, they're sort of making a loss. So is it 50 from, is not enough. From the shed laundry to the factory, they only doubled production. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they bought next door's laundry. <laughs> yeah. Combined them. During this time, they created the first football or soccer shoes with leather studs. And importantly for the company, the first athletic track shoes with metal spikes. Oh. Addy was very excited to show off his new type of spiked shoe at the 1928 Amsterdam Olympics, where finally they were fully clothed. <laughs> German distance runner. <laughs> finally. Finally. No Dave more flapping in the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> you prude, Dave. I was looking away. <laughs> you were not. Disgusting. <laughs> At the 28 games, German distance runner Lina Radke was given a pair of shoes with six spikes in each and absolutely smoked the field in the first women's Olympic 800 metre race, winning a gold and setting a world record. Great news. But then to quote from Britannica about this specific race, several runners collapsed at the end of the race. Although male athletes also fainted after races, the International Olympic Committee concluded that the 800-metre run was too difficult for women and dropped it from the Olympic Games until 1960. Okay. Wow. I was going to say. That feels late. It does feel so late. So. Late to make that call. I should have done it before the race. <laughs> <laughs> and not have to have all these women suffer. That's right. Risk their lives yes. to run 800 metres in one go. These feeble women. So, does that mean that the max track event they could have done was 400 metres? Yeah, I think they, they capped it at 400. And now they're out there doing marathons, yeah. ultra marathons. They're voting. What? What? They're voting. Really? When did that happen? Mm, a while ago. Okay. Are they fainting after that? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of responsibility voting. Huge. <laughs> they're fainting from all the so many good options on the ballot. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah they're like, oh, no. But which one? I'm overwhelmed. Which one of these many great options? <laughs> I'm hysterical. <laughs> so that that's terrible for, for the female athletes of, of the Olympics. But for Addy, he had proved that his shoes were great for performance. Yeah, but and not fainting. Not fa Exactly. Whoever put them on didn't faint. Yeah, that's and good. That's a perk. Is there an asterisk next to this gold medalist? Sounds like it's basically you think it's, performance it's, enhancing, you think isn't it? It's unfair. So that everyone else is wearing cob loaves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone's got spiked proper shoes. <laughs> They're like, these, these sourdough loaves have really pulled me back. 
Yeah, like the t- the first gold medal for Usain Bolt when he was driving a V8 supercar. <laughs> yeah. I thought that that was a bit unfair. It was pretty out of order. They just said it's just new technology. The yeah. best yeah. thing about the new shoes was the ducks weren't following them anymore. <laughs> That's true. Bread shoes. Yeah, no, I got, I got it. Kirsty, because of the bread shoes. Oh, okay, because bread's like, bread's like ducks. <laughs> what? Bread's like ducks. Ducks like breads. Yeah, see, match as made in heaven. Always say. As they always say. <laughs> At the next Olympics in LA, 1932, more athletes wore the Getter shoes, and the business steadily increased from here. Always looking to improve his designs, Addy attended a shoe technical school in. Permisens in Germany, a place which was world-renowned for its shoe production. It was during this time in this town that Addie married Katerina, the daughter of the renowned shoe mould producer Frank Martz. So what he, a power move. He married into shoe royalty. That's a, that's a strategic move if ever I've seen one. Absolutely fantastic move. That though. does sound like old school royal manoeuvring, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? It does. Yeah. Big time. Consolidating power. Looking up the yellow pages. <laughs> yeah. Like- Who's in the shoe business and has a daughter? <laughs> who's listed under Shoe King? Yeah, who's the Shoe King? And does he have a daughter? <laughs> Together, Addie and Katerina had five children, and she and the kids would play a big part in a future company's future. Oh, wow. that's vague. <laughs> Wait, hey, did, it, did it say how many children? Five. Five children. That's heaps. That That's strategic as well. You mm. are literally reproducing to- what am I trying to say, Matt? I got well, yeah, lost in I your mean, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I got lost in your eyes. Well, I think you've, you, got, you've you, got redundancies in there. Yeah, you're developing you know, a staff team is yeah, what I'm trying to a say. Staff, oh, yes. Potentially a board yeah. in the future. Yeah, or, or at least on the team. factory floor. You know, you've got options. Yeah, thank or, you. Or uh, Queen, thanks. Queen Victoria style, maybe you can marry them off into other shoe dynasties. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. You know, bring them all under it's one. Strate- you're not just popping out five children no. for lols, are you? You're going head of sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, who we got? We got the the factory... This is early succession, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. We've got two board votes each, yeah. <laughs> Rudy Dassler, the older brother, also married. His wife was Friedel Strasser. Incredible name. Wow. And together they had a disappointing two children. Friedel Strasser sounds delicious. Friedel does sound Legit. Like- Are you imagining something that comes with ice cream? Yeah, apple, yeah, it's like got an apple, apple turnover it's got sort apple of thing. In it yeah, for sure. yes, absolutely. Some sort of apple strudel affair with a most deaf. Big scoop of vanilla on the side. Yes, yes please. please. <laughs> yes, please. I'll, I'll take the Friedel Strasser to go. Yeah, yeah I'll get two. <laughs> They're quite small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they've got their own families, but they're still fortunate together at this company. Everything's great. The partnership, it's perfect. You know, one sells the product, one creates the product. Match made in heaven. The next Olympics was one of the most controversial to ever take place, happening in Berlin under the Nazi regime. Hitler hoped to use the Games to show off what he believed was the superior Aryan master race. Meanwhile, the Dasslers hoped to use the Games to show off their shoes to the world from their home country. couple of pretty separate agendas <laughs> there, I'd say. And I, I'm, I'm happy to say only one of these dreams came true. <laughs> Because Hitler's belief about a superior race were absolutely shown to be bullshit when the star of the games was black American athlete Jesse Owens. Owens won four gold medals, the 100 metres, the long jump, the 200 metres, and the 4 by 100 metre relay. And guess whose shoes he was wearing? Hitler's. <laughs> yeah. Walk a mile in my shoes. That was showing. Why was he wearing Hitler's shoes? <laughs> He was wearing Addy's shoes. Addy's shoes, that's right. The star of the games. 
wearing the shoes. It was a big event for the Dassler Shoe Company. In total, athletes wearing their shoes won seven gold, five silver, and five bronze medals. So, putting them on the map. It's pretty sick. Also, just as a sidebar, sucked in Hitler. Yeah, Sucked in Hitler. Yes. He went all in. He said it sucked in Hitler. I've been been wanting to get that off my chest for ages. (laughs) Sucked in in Hitler. (laughs) He backed the wrong race, didn't he? He got on board this dud race of Aryans. I don't even think it's a real race. Like, (laughs) mate. It, Read a book. <laughs> yeah. It's not the 200 metre, the 400 metre, the Aryan. Sucked in Sucked Hitler. In Hitler. <laughs> and are other athletes still wearing non-sport shoes? Cobblets. I think there's-, there's I think, still I think for, Overall, they're all wearing more sporty shoes now, but the best ones seem to be the, the Dassler's shoes. But also, Jesse Owens was the best athlete there, so might have won up regardless. Well, yeah. we'll never know. So they'd fitted Owens with shoes, but both brothers were members of the Nazi National Workers' Party. Addy Dassler's website writes that they were pressured into joining as it was, quote, a requirement if they wanted to remain in business and foremost among the motivating factors for the decision was their obligation to maintain job security for more than 100 employees. To refuse party membership would have negatively impacted the business and jeopardised the workforce. Honestly, sometimes you have to join the Nazi party (laughs) for the betterment of others. Okay, and I don't really want to go over this again. (laughs) I'm so glad that you won't be going over it again. (laughs) That is a hard one to sell. Even the the brother who's the good salesman, I think he's going to struggle to get that one. Yeah, yeah, it does feel like- Honestly, what you've got to remember is it was good for business. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we had shoes to sell. (laughs) Okay. Oh, so we were Nazis. Oh, is that a problem? (laughs) Yeah, we had cob loaves to push out of business. All of a sudden, people have problems with Nazis. Well, I've heard it all now. (laughs) (laughs) The site adds that he was never politically active, but, you know, it is a website dedicated to him, so maybe a little bit uh, biased Imagine if they just laid it all bare. They're like, (laughs) look, he actually took to the party like a duck to water. (laughs) He was a real piece of shit. (laughs) Which was ironic because his shoes weren't attractive to ducks. (laughs) Because they were made of bread. (laughs) Yeah, that's written in brackets on the website. (laughs) Bit of fun. (laughs) So everything had been actually on the up and up for the business before the war. They'd opened a second factory and were producing now a thousand pairs of shoes a day for 11 different sports. But things took a turn when Addy's older brother, Rudy, was drafted into the army in 1943, taking him away from the business. Again, from Addy's website, which might be a bit biased, it says, In Rudolph's opinion, who's the older brother who's been sent away, Addy did not possess the business acumen to lead the company. During his absence, he wanted to be informed about every business decision and additionally suggested that his wife, Friedel, not the pie. Delicious. (laughs) Delicious Friedel. My mouth is watering. (laughs) With a side of ice cream. Yes, sorry. He can't talk about his wife without people disowning and thinking about how hungry they are. He suggested that his wife, Friedel Strasser, act on his behalf. Addy declined his brother's suggestion because it ran counter to their prior agreement that stipulated the remaining brother would perform the duties of both owners. Mm. So the other brother's away being like, no, my wife should be acting on my behalf. And then Addy's like, nah, man, we have an agreement. I'm in charge when you're away. Yeah, your wife's too busy being a delicious yeah. dessert. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to leave here, her here all uncovered on the windowsill? <laughs> 
<laughs> good luck having any of her left when you get back. <laughs> yeah. Good luck in the war. <laughs> you Nazi. <laughs> Which I guess he was, right? Yeah. Well, they both are. And he was fighting for the Nazis. Not They're- according to their website. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. While he was uh, fighting as a Nazi, he was his heart really wasn't Yeah, in yeah. It. They're like, look, can- if you wouldn't mind just referring to us as Nazi adjacent, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> They started sending letters back and forth and it became increasingly hostile. Meanwhile, back at home, things weren't easy for the remaining brother, Addy. The factory was soon ordered to make thousands of pairs of shoes for the army. And soon, like every factory in Germany, they were ordered to start producing weapons and parts for the war effort, effectively closing down the shoe business. I mean, all he wants to do is make shoes. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, the Nazis aren't so good for business, are they? Mm. Hmm. Think about that. Hmm. First, the Nazis giveth, then they taketh away. As they as they say. As, <laughs> as Kirsty often says. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't realise that was your phrase. Fantastic. <laughs> Addy, back at home, suspected it was his older brother, Rudolf, who had arranged the standstill to facilitate Addy's conscription into the war. So, they were very suspicious and paranoid about each other. He thought that it was Rudolph who'd signed up the factory, basically, to start making weapons instead of shoes, so that Addy would no longer have the excuse of, I can't go to the front, I'm making essential shoes, and that he would have to go to the front too, so that he could come back and take the business. Anyway, there's a few stories of animosity between the brothers at this time. They're very paranoid of each other, and apparently not even their grandchildren know the full reason for their rift, but there's lots of theories and stories. Some of them are pretty fun. One goes that during the war, a growing rift between the pair reached a breaking point after an Allied bomb attack in 1943, when Addy and his wife climbed into a bomb shelter that Rudolph and his family were already in. Addy apparently said, the dirty bastards are back again. Apparently referring to the Allied warplanes coming overhead, but Rudolph was convinced his brother meant him and his family are the dirty bastards. Wow. <laughs> so, what, like, a, what a minor misunderstanding. Yeah. <laughs> like, it could have just been cleared up. Like, no, I meant the Allied forces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if you'd be like, well, the Nazis are back again. Well, you are. <laughs> <laughs> they just fumed over it. That's it. This is the plot to every romantic comedy where a simple misunderstanding <laughs> could be explained if you just talk to each other. One swift sentence. <laughs> yeah. No, I meant those planes. <laughs> but instead you're like, I'll just keep that under wraps and yeah, let them right. continue thinking I'm having a crack at them. Yeah, I'll quietly fume for the rest of my life. After the war ended in 1945, Rudy who'd been at the front, was arrested by the US to investigate his involvement in the Nazi party. And another story is that Rudy thought his brother Addy had either ratted him out and reported his whereabouts or exaggerated his brother's role in the Nazi party in order for him to be arrested and be away from the company. Either way, Rudy was imprisoned for a year while the US investigated him. There's also another story that maybe Rudy, who Insider.com refers to as a known womanizer, may have hit on or hooked up with his younger brother Addie's wife and that oh, that is why they fell apart. That's salacious. Mm. So, lots lots of, you know, take your pick there, whichever one you want to. Oh, I mean, how do you choose? Real Sophie's <laughs> choice, isn't it? <laughs> Whatever happened, happened, and things came to a head in 1948 when the brothers decided to split the company and they developed two completely separate businesses. Addie first named his company Adolf Dassler. Special Sport Shoe Production 
Adas. A double D A S. But that was all. That was yeah. That's longish. That's pretty long. That's a, that's a real old school sort of name. Should should have a word like splendiferous in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> pretty annoying to print on the side of the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> we only do size fifteen <laughs> for very obvious reasons. <laughs> According to adidasler.org, in 1949, when he registered his company, he added a handwritten letter I on the registration form because the name Addis, A-double-D-A-S, was already being used by a company that made children's shoes. So, he decided to name the company Adidas. 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 <laughs> Whoa. Choose your what own a reveal pronunciation. There. I didn't yeah. get what it, where you were going until oh, the last wow. one. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> And he had an early version of the now iconic three-stripe logo ready as well. In 1948, Addy had developed a football shoe that incorporated three parallel straps that brought more stability to the shoe and foot. And those lines became developed into the company trademark. You know, the sort of three. Can you imagine the three Adidas lines? Yeah. Yeah, the three stripes. Yeah, yeah. So that was like, that's pretty early. It's been around for 70 years. Right. And it was years. just like a, it was a practical thing at first. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'll make that into the logo. It's a great logo. Iconic. It is iconic. You mm. can recognise it a mile off. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Adidas shoe. Are you? Are you? Uh, you, got, you? Do you own any Adidas? In, I, I have lots of Adidas shoes. I always wear their like handball shoes, like just for streetwear. You know. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. a cool guy. Why? Why handball? Uh they're just the ones that I like. The style that I like. Nice. Yeah. They're good. You're able to- Are you an Adidas wearer? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever owned a pair of Adidas. Are you serious? I don't know. I have. What am I? How could you not? I'm wearing Nikes right now. Run, run, DMC. When they had that, what was that big uh, '90s song they had? It's oh. like that. Yeah, it's and tricky. that's the way it is. Oh, it's, it's is it like that, that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've got a. <laughs> <laughs> Has that, that got anything to do with anything, or did we just go into that for no? That, but or, no, that when that came out, it real. I reckon that must have boosted their sales a lot. That, I've got a bit about Run DMC cool. in this. Yep. yep. What did they have in? Were they wearing? Oh, were they wearing the shell toes? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. I've always had a pair of shell toes. You I are love big on Adidas. What about? I'm a huge on Adidas. Have you ever owned a pair of Pumas? Yeah, yep. Yeah, I went through a phase in high school where I had Pumas. Because I remember your parents saying. Jeez, I, I think she'll grow out of this, hopefully. <laughs> it's just a phase, just a puma phase. <laughs> We're cool with her being gay, but the puma shoes, yeah. that's well, too much. On. That's the bridge too far. <laughs> We're an Adidas family, please. <laughs> you know our beliefs in Adidas. <laughs> we love Adidas, we love handball. <laughs> the two things that bind this family together. I wore puma because I'm pretty sure I was allowed to, like they were a bit cheaper. The yeah. Nikes and Adidas, and so I'm pretty sure my parents like bought me Pumas when I was in year seven and eight until I, you know, got a job and could afford splurging yeah. on some uh, Adidas and Nike shoes to nice. be real cool, you know. I was I was way more Puma than Adidas. I don't think I've ever well, had yeah. any Adidas either. But we near Moorabbin, or maybe even in Moorabbin, there's a Puma factory. Oh. So that was that was why it was a bit of a go-to, you know, factory seconds and whatever. Oh yeah, you'd be able to. Is it still there? I think it is. Yeah. Wow. What a dream. And oh. you can you'd be able to get way cheap ones there. Hey. Yeah. At yeah. the factory outlet. Yeah, yeah. I live on that side of town. Maybe I'll go peruse. Yeah. Maybe I'll cast my jaundiced eye <laughs> over the Puma factory the outlet. Puma factory. <laughs> I, I never. Hot tip. And I, I don't think I've owned. I had. Um, Puma shoes either, but I did once Puma pants. Sorry, <laughs> I did w- once have Puma pants. 
Maybe the 12th man with the Dave Warnick here we met along the way. Dave, you've basically like said that you haven't worn any kind of shoe. <laughs> yeah. Have you got cobblers? <laughs> yeah, sticking with the cobs. You look in the bottom of my, my cupboard at home in my bedroom, it's just like different. It smells like a bakery. <laughs> yeah, oh, it smells fantastic. It would oh, too. Oh, Vienna, thank you so much. Do you have any uh, Fritzer schnoodles in there? <laughs> or whatever her name was. Friedelstrasse. Friedelstrasse. Oh, yeah. Yum. Right. No, but that's for the week. I only wear my Friedel Strasses on Saturday and Sunday afternoons. It's, it's evening wear. Yeah. Like fancy. But that's for like a gala dinner, yeah, that's isn't like, it? Oh, let me slip into something more comfortable. <laughs> a little Friedel Strasses. <laughs> so, meanwhile, older brother Rudy established shoe fabric Rudolf Dassler, known as Ruda. R-U-D-A. Ruda. Oh. Ruda. But a few months later, he changed the name to Puma. Helmet Fisher, who today is... It was a great name. I love Helmet. Helmet Fisher. And Helmet Fisher in particular. Incredible. He's today he is senior advisor, general manager at Puma. He grew up next to the Puma founder, Rudolf Dassler. And today Helmet Fisher is known as Mr. Puma. Oh. And he's a historian for the company because he's been there since the start. Mr. Puma. And he knows a lot about them. He said when it came to the name, Rudy Dassler wanted something more aggressive. He summed up the characteristics that make a great athlete. Fast. Spirited, agile, able to leap and pounce. And then it came to him. Puma. (laughs) These are the qualities that he wanted his shoes to embody. Could have been Panther as well. Panther's a great name too. Mm. Like, yeah, check my new Panther's shoes. Sorry, I lost faith halfway through. (laughs) I don't know why I didn't back myself, but it turned into a feeble whisper. I'm not the marketing salesman that Rudy is. (laughs) He'd be out there being like, oh, yeah. Oh, Panther, Panther pants. You got to get some Panther pants. Panther pants. <laughs> Panther pants. Panther pants. It works. Get it? To Panther, Panther shoes. Oh, Panther pants. Can't spell Panther without pant. <laughs> <laughs> Writes itself. The copy there. <laughs> so Rudy chose Puma, and he adopted a logo of a Puma jumping through the letter D. That was the original logo. Ah. Oh. Hey, hang on. Where? What's the D? Where's for? the D? <laughs> I guess his last name Dassler. Okay. Ah. You said it. It's tenuous. <laughs> yep. Uh, so he's still, the brand's called Puma, but he's still worked in Dassler. It's, somehow, somehow, yeah. I guess he's just the way. Just D. Just the D. Just We're the assuming D. that the D stands for Dassler. Oh, that's true. It yeah. could have just been a Puma zooming through the D for dick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, real matter sort of stuff. Is that what matter means? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to look it up. <laughs> you know, a D for dick, right? Am I right? Panther going through a dick. It's the only yeah. other word I could think of that starts with D. D, D, D. I, I mean, was, uh, I was I'm on the ring right here. Come I know. <laughs> it was a bit. You didn't know him. No. Yeah. But, but, yeah, been but he did know dick. <laughs> he did know dick. <laughs> So you, you imagine the logo today of of uh, for Puma? It's just like the silhouette of a Puma. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah, so I know what you're about. that logo. Kirsty saw one in the Otways. Panther. Oh, sorry. Yeah, which incidentally are my brand new shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Your vision you saw in the Otways was a pair of shoes. It was a pair of shoes. It was a pair of Panther shoes. That's what makes it so unbelievable because they haven't been <laughs> invented yet. <laughs> Pumas are different, but they are they are also I wanted to talk about this. Also known as cougars, mountain lions. Oh no, and panther. <laughs> I didn't read that. I idea. thought that. Yeah, yeah, they're all different names. 
But there's different- there's Mountain a, lions? Yeah. The only extant species is the cougar, sometimes known as the puma, the mountain lion, the panther, among other names. So, you can call it whatever you like. Yeah, they're hippo. <laughs> the rhino. Perfect, yeah. The fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I saw the Otway fish. <laughs> People are like, no, you didn't. No one's seen a fish around these parts for years. <laughs> it was huge. It was just up there in the bush on the side of the mountain. <laughs> I wonder if that means that would they have the rights for all those, because they've called them Puma, do they have the rights to all those brand names then? Can't call it Sporting Shoe Mountain Lions because we already, oh, right. cause they're they've the same animal. I wonder. Wow. I don't understand copyright law. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're raising this though because I was about to do my uh, soft launch tomorrow of my Panthers, so I <laughs> yeah. might have to reconsider. Because I, I was thinking that, like, it feels weird that there isn't a sporting brand called Panther, but maybe that's why. Maybe they've, they've got in there, they've owned them all, I don't know. Wow. But the logo we know today, the one we're talking about, was created in 1967. Caricaturist Lutz Back was assigned to design a new Puma Cat logo. Helmet, remember, Mr. Puma, who knows everything. Helmet Fisher. Helmet Fisher remembers that Lutz Back was offered a cent of every Puma item sold with his logo, but he decided to charge the company 600 marks up front for the job. Thought you meant smell for a second there. I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> a cent from every Puma? I'm like, what is that? <laughs> oh. Like, genuinely for quite a few seconds, I'm around. What are you? What, what is you, this deal? We just we've just sold this pair of shoes, mate. If you could run down and give them a quick sniff yeah. before they go out the Which door, which is that'd obviously be great. your right. <laughs> Some new bags have come in. You want to give them a quick sniff? Yeah, just, if you want to come in, just one quick sniff because you know the deal. Obviously, like, one, only one, not two. Come on, not two. Sorry, okay. did you uh, did you just inhale twice? <laughs> that was a double sniff. <laughs> that, was a double that was a double sniff. That's not the deal. It's, <laughs> it's one cent you're, per you're, item. You're stealing from the company. <laughs> Like, it's quite obvious that, that <laughs> what you meant was money sense, but it took me so long. Oh, man. To the point where you said snip, smell, I was like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. This is like this is Matt's call for help. Oh, that's so good. The same as when you said helmet fissure. I'm just picturing like a cracked helmet, but it's fissure probably S-H-E-R, is it? It's not, S-C-H-E-R. Not fissure. Oh, you're thinking of anal fissure. Yeah, I can't. The worst fissure of all. What are the other ones? That's the only one I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only, not because I, but that's the one people talk about, which makes sense because. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, sorry, sense is in S E N S E. I'm just hearing everything in the wrong version of Matt, the homonym yeah, order. Literally. Yeah, Matt doesn't understand the concept of homophone. <laughs> homophone, sorry. What's a ho- yeah? Man. Matt's a homophobe. What? <laughs> you can't hear words either. All right, I'm going to have to start spelling out every word I say. This is the worst podcast ever. No one understands the word anyone's saying. So I'll just recap. He's asked to design a logo, and they said you can have one cent, c e n t, one one hundredth of a dollar. This is a great deal. With every for every item that has your logo on it, but he says, "Nah, I'd prefer oh. six hundred bucks up front and I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's a nightmare. They oh. also, he also got a pair of shoes and one sports bag. <laughs> oh, that's a- Wow. I'd call that a bad deal. Mr. Puma. Terrible. Okay, Helmut Fisher. Helmut he Fisher. estimates that Lutz would have become a multi, multi-millionaire oh. if he had agreed to receive commissions instead of this one-off payment. 600 mark. But the- also, I bet you if, they, if he signed that deal, they're- Changing the logo pretty soon. Yeah, change. Yeah, because the logo he designed remains virtually unchanged to this day. So there you go. They would have tweaked it and said, "Oh, void. Sorry, contracts void." It Ooh. now has a. 
big nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. It's got a, a clown big nose. Human nose so it's just coming right off. <laughs> Oh, They're like, it does look way worse, but we don't have to pay you now. <laughs> yeah, so yeah it looks awful, <laughs> and we can barely sell any items now, but it's worth it. <laughs> Got ya. So, the the two brothers are split. A big rivalry develops very quickly, and the rivalry had wide-reaching effects on their town, Herzegonach. <laughs> I can't even say Historian Manfred Welker estimated that at the time, at least one person in every family in the town was employed by one of the two companies. Whoa. Wow. And the breakup between the brothers literally split the town in half, with each business taking up headquarters on opposite sides of the river Orach that went through the middle of town. Wow. You're either a Montague or a Capulet. Exactly. They split them up so hard. Ooh. Employees of the two companies did not speak to each other. They wow. also went to separate stores, separate barbershops, bars, and bakeries. Wow. This is like when my neighbourhood got a Hungry Jack's and a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, team were you on? Yeah. Whopper Hungry Burger Jacks. for life. Hungry yeah. Jack's all the way. <laughs> yeah. So, they've sort of, yeah, it's this weird, so, like, just after having this war that, Split the country. They Berlin, Berlin split in half at this point, probably. Has that uh, happened yet? No. Okay. Thank you. God. Thank <laughs> yeah. God. It's, Wait, uh, was this- add that to the list of things oh, Matt's no, not sorry. sure about. No, <laughs> historical timeline. It's the shorter list of things I'm sure about. It's a very short list. Nothing on it. But, but, but yeah, do, maybe this is what inspired the Berlin Wall. They're like, look at this. <laughs> yeah. I'd say so. The runners, yeah, it's not the that running long, divide. You know, it's not that long after this. Maybe they're like, yeah, this really, this this wall works. <laughs> this divide works. Barbara Smith's book on Adidas and Puma called Pitch Invasion describes how the town became known as the town of bent necks due to residents always looking down at a person's shoes before deciding whether to talk to them. So you look at your feet and you go, "Are you a Puma or an Adidas?" My family's Puma. You're wearing Adidas. I'm not going to talk to you. That's the wow, this bloods is like and a, Crips. Yeah like, yeah, like a full uniform. This is like my high school. Like if you weren't wearing like Nikes in year eight, woo, you weren't <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> and you're not. in the Pumas in that year eight, from what you're saying. I was. <laughs> I was just socially acceptable. Okay. Because I had Pumas and jokes. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. If I'd only Jokes had Pumas. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I'd just had Pumas. Or no, mate. if you just had jokes. If I'd just had jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. To really yeah. add up to one Nike. That's exactly right. For a bit of social clout. <laughs> mm. Jeez, it sounds tough on the, the Canberra High School streets. Mean streets of Stromlo High School. <laughs> yeah. We, are, we all have to wear the same black leather shoes. That's sick. That's, that is ideal. Like, when I went to year 11 and 12 in, in Canberra, it was a totally different school again. And so we had a dress code in high school, like white on top and navy blue or black on the bottom and then whatever shoes. Oh, that's way better. So these shoes were not comfortable. I'd wear them working at Safeway, pushing trolleys. I'd wear them seven days a week, oh. you know. And they were just, yeah. You know, like, what are they called? Like those... Um, Stanley's or whatever that brand is of Clark's. Clark's, that's what oh, I mean. Oh, Clark's. Yeah. Clark's school shoe. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Sort of like a chunky leather, almost like yeah. square on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Do they still make kids wear them? Because it's like it feels like they're from a time before 
Adidas invented <laughs> shoes. Yeah. Or comfortable yeah. shoes. So, yeah, the I reckon it went like cobloaf, class, <laughs> yeah. Adidas. That's right. That was the evolution. <laughs> and I'm old enough that I was there just as the cobloves were turning into class. <laughs> It was a great day. We were yeah. like, this is a step up, but jeez. Did you all gather on the streets and eat your cob you loaves together? Stale cobs. <laughs> yeah, you brought you brought some dip out onto the street to just like, chow down. Until that point, we had to bake a new pair of shoes every three days. <laughs> oh, mate, that would have been hell. <laughs> yeah, you it was <laughs> Wait for your shoes to rise. <laughs> Mine didn't rise. <laughs> Just walking around on a flat pizza base. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a rough one on the 100 metres today because I forgot to put enough yeast in my loaves. <laughs> so, yeah, the the whole town's divided. Former Puma CEO Jochen Zeitz recalled, When I started at Puma, you had a restaurant that was a Puma restaurant, an Adidas restaurant, a bakery. The town was literally divided. If you were working for the wrong company, you wouldn't be served any food. You couldn't buy anything. So, it was a kind of odd experience. Yeah. That is so strange. That's so weird. Yeah. It's like, who cares? Who really cares? And just so adamantly taking the side of one of the brothers, like, because that's essentially what it is, because it's yeah. just a feud, right? They've taken the side of the brother, and even the grandchildren don't know what the feud is over. So, how do you know who's on, who you want to side with? I guess yeah, you go, and to have such loyalty to a brand. I'm on this side of the river, so is Adidas. I'll just go here, I guess. It's also yeah. wild that this one, is it, what's the population there? This wild, like, two of the most iconic sports brands ever Yeah, it's, uh, in this one At this town. time, it's probably under 10,000. Yeah, amazing. Wow. 5,000 each. Yeah. <laughs> imagining, it, imagining it's absolutely split down the yeah. middle. And every birth, every baby, they're like, all right, you're an Adidas. Next one, all right, you're a Puma. <laughs> sort of like sorting hat. The Harry sorting Potter hat. Style. Yeah. <laughs> Getting sent away from home as a baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm afraid you've given birth to a Puma. No, we're an Adidas family. <laughs> Coming out to your family yeah. as a teen, just been like, mum and dad, I need to talk to you. There's something I've been hiding within me for quite some time. And I just want to be upfront about it. I'm with Adidas. <laughs> no. But we're a Puma family. No. I'm a three-striper. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get upset, Trevor. It's probably a phase. <laughs> so grow, grow out, out of it. Yeah. Grow out of it, surely. <laughs> Not under my roof. <laughs> Adidasler continued to painstakingly design and craft his shoes and his wife, Katarina, stepped into his brother's former role of brand, face and representative. The partnership translated into great business success. Into his 50s, Addy practiced numerous sports disciplines himself simply to obtain insight needed to develop the perfect shoe technology to athletes and develop shoes for track and field athletes, football players, tennis players, Nordic skiers, boxers, basketballers, bowlers, and even fencers. So he he would just try that sport put himself in their shoes, walk a mile, and then work out how to, you know, improve improve the sport. Wow. Wow. That's Yeah, that's awesome. The fact that he was able to do that is pretty impressive, assuming yeah. he was doing a good job at it. <laughs> he's like fencing. He's real bad at fencing. He's like, I think I know what they need. Yeah. <laughs> and sorry about your eye. I'm going to put- Sorry about your eye. I'm putting wheels on these ones. Yeah. <laughs> yes, if only they had wheels. <laughs> Uh, Puma was also developing their own shoes. To this day, both companies' official history, which you can go on the Adidas history, Puma history, their websites, they both claim they were responsible for the first screw-in studs in the bottom of shoes, debuting in the 1950s. I'm not sure who was first, but both companies had big success on the world stage in 1954. 
The German national team beat what had previously been described as the unbeatable Hungarian football side in the World Cup final. And you better believe it, they were wearing Adidas football boots. Well, this is all quite interesting for me because I actually uh, put some screw-in studs in some shoes in 1949. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. This blows this whole thing right open. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, that'll be a third division in the town. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. Are you taking north or south? Where are you going? I'm going to go south with the Wee Beckler side. The Wee Beckler? The Wee Beckler side of the town. Also sounds delicious. Not too bad. What? Dollop cream. Now the you, wee who, <laughs> you didn't confide, confide with any sort of German tops with your idea, did you, at the time? Well, there was one mysterious stranger who I <laughs> shared a drink with in a pub once <laughs> yeah. and talked about my uh, revolutionary idea with. Um, Ru- Rude, <laughs> Rude, Rude, Rudolph, maybe? Rudy? Oh, oh my God. Uh, Rudy? Is he the Puma guy? He's the Puma guy. Oh, my that God. Dog. That dog. <laughs> that absolute dog. He told dog. me that chat was completely in confidence. <laughs> oh, my God. The I'm rug's furious. been pulled out from what underneath Wee Beckler. Shit. Oh, Wee Beckler. Wee Beckler Enterprises. This could have been your millions. We, oh. Is Wee Beck German? It's got to be of a German Yeah, Santa. it is. Yeah, Wee Beck. I like how you've, you've tried to make it more German <laughs> by putting the lure at the end. Wee Beckler. Yeah, Wee I Beckler. did. I did. Well, do you know what's funny is that, and by the way, it's German a very long time ago. Like, I don't have any direct relatives that are you German. Know, I don't know how ancestry works, but anyway. Any who were in Germany in, say, 39 <laughs> no, to 45-ish. Absolutely <laughs> not. Funny. I also have Not a, for hundreds of years. I've also got a German uh, surname, and I also am always very quick to point out <laughs> that the the Warnakey that came out from Germany to Melbourne came out in, like, about 1890. <laughs> it's very, very oh, happy to point that yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Years ago. Yeah, yeah. So You're like, long ago. Uh, whenever the war started- um, my family came out much, much before, before that. Months before. Yeah, I don't know anything about family trees. Or, <laughs> no, but it's we, we don't have any direct links to Germany. <laughs> I sound so guilty now, but I'm not. I, don't, I love it. We're both so defensive. I'm not. I know. Surname. Anyway, where's Stuart from? <laughs> yeah, come on, mate. Is that your real name? Where were you in 39? <laughs> Still far. <laughs> 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 Do you know whenever people will introduce me on stage if they um like haven't asked me how to pronounce my surname, I reckon eighty percent of them go French. Ah, oh. like, they're like, oh, please welcome to the stage, Kirsty Webeck. Webeck, let Webeck. Webeck. That's yeah, that's not bad. Well, that's another cover story you can have um for your. French, we are. For your shady history. Uh, we're back. My uh, go-to that people, when they mispronounce my name, is uh, they go more um, US football coach. Get in there, Wernicke. 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 All right, Wernicke. Whoa. We're relying on you, kid. That sounds so yeah. tough. Wernicke. I, Wernicke. I love it. Wernicke. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that Wernicke, he's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got it. He's got it. You got this, Wernicke. Wernicke. <laughs> I actually really love that. Yeah, and the Trailblazers pick in the sixth, sixth pick of the second round. <laughs> Dave Warnecki. Your laugh could have been so different. I know. You could have been a jock. I know. Nominative determinism made me a nerd. 
Only because my name is pronounced Warnicky. That's the only thing holding me back from athletic success. Warnicky. I've never owned a pair of Pumas, never owned a pair of Adidas. Oh, Clearly mate. a sporty type. Mate. Yeah, that's true. You're just you're like Nike, nope. Wearing Clarks till this day. <laughs> So, yeah, they, they won the, the World Cup wearing Adidas' screw-in studs, but the same year, Heinz Futterer broke the 100-metre world record in Yokohama, Japan, whilst wearing Puma running shoes with studs in a time of 10.2 seconds. I think it had more to do with his surname, yeah, if I'm honest. that's nominative determinism. Yeah, Futterer. Foot- <laughs> Futterer. <laughs> My money's on Futterer. <laughs> you just put one Futterer in front of the other. <laughs> 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 uh, Puma had more athletic success in 1960 Arm and Harry won Olympic gold in the 100 metre sprint Wearing Pumas Ethiopian runner Abepe Bakila Who I have done a whole episode on in the past who And who won the 1960 Olympic marathon running barefoot Backed up his title and won the 1964 Olympic marathon This time wearing Pumas Whoa. So they got, they signed him, they got him Did Oh he, yeah And he got a better time in shoes than without that's a great ad for Puma, isn't it? <laughs> Even better than Barefoot. Yeah. Huh? You know what Barefoot's like? <laughs> this is probably better than that. Yeah. This is better. Probably. And he won in Barefoot. So, what a freak. I forgot about him. Yeah. Great name. Uh, great runner. <laughs> Catchy, Matt. <laughs> Double threat. Double threat. A baby? A baby. A baby. What a name. I love it. So, Puma were kicking their own goals, but on paper, Adidas was a bigger company. In the 1960s, Adidas numbered 550 employees and were the world's largest producer of sports shoes. By the end of the decade, the brand with the three stripes operated 16 factories and produced 22,000 pairs of shoes per day. That's more than 50. Yeah. That's a li- uh- They've pumped that right up. Yeah. Adidas pumps. <laughs> what did Adidas like do? that. <laughs> it was a- I think it was Reebok pumps, mate. Well, who, guess who who, who, who did them? Do, do you remember? Them. I just own them. There, there was a point when I, I was in uh, primary school where the shoe manufacturers were all trying to revolutionise laces. So, there were pumps. Another brand was the discs. Was it I Puma discs? Puma discs, yeah. And you'd, you'd turn a dial to tighten your shoes. That and is it, silly. And, yeah. and apparently, I think that, like, there are a couple of- Olympians that won gold medals wearing them. Maybe oh, right. high jump discs. people wearing these discs. I'd never heard of them. Looking through this, that's you better believe that's in the Puma history timeline. Yeah, there was a kid, see, kid the, at school definitely who came. Yeah, I think they were in, quite in expensive discs. to produce because there's a lot of stuff going on inside to make it so it's actually tight around your foot when you yeah, when you turn f- the disc. They were incredibly heavy. <laughs> yeah, <there's laughs> robotics the mechanics. And mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> you need a V8 engine under there. Yeah, unfortunately, they're full of uh, metal and conveyor belts. And <laughs> a, a combustion engine. That's right. A combustion <laughs> engine. Yeah, there's a locomotive. <laughs> You'll see some steam coming up the top. That, don't worry about that. That's meant don't to worry be. about the steam. What they uh, lack in aerodynamics, <laughs> they, they make, make up, up in for. Discs. Yeah. <laughs> you can spin a wheel. Yeah. I mean, you they are too heavy to move in, but think about how much time you will save not having to tie up your laces. Yeah. It'll be so good. That's uh, I didn't know about the discs. I knew about the pumps. Also, this is uh, not from the shoemakers themselves, but did you get those curly shoelaces oh, yeah, that I you just pulled? Them. Yeah. You just pulled them. You didn't oh. have to do them up. You just pulled them. And then what happens? Well, they'd stop they'd because they your- curled. Because they were curly. They'd just stop. So It's like a one-way vow. You pull them and they'd straighten. 
Yeah, so you're like, and so, so when you're, you're holding them lo- like like a long yeah. bit of string, then, and you let go, and then you let, let go, go, and they curl back, back up, and so they therefore they just stop in the eyelets I've on your shoes, fully and then about them. they oh were God. sick, and, they were and like we need to bring them back. Colors and yeah, stuff? they yeah. were rad, and it's time for them to come back, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Google Images and this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, but why and I've they, seen disc shoes. Yeah, but Dave, why? I, look, this is probably rhetorical for you because I don't know if you had a hand in it, but why did they go? Yeah. Like, it's a genius invention. Did you have a hand in it, Dave, yeah, before we go has on? Has this got anything to do with you? I'm so sorry that I ruined <laughs> this for you. I didn't think that anyone liked them. Everyone liked them, <laughs> Dave. They are so- Honestly- I'm giving them a second chance. <laughs> Dave, what the hell? Everyone loved them. I loved them. I currently don't have any. I would like them to come back. Bring them back. This is like if you just decided tomorrow that like cars aren't as convenient as people thought they were. All right, cars are over. Cars are off. Turn them off. I no, think that one could be a good one. Get rid of cars. I mean, for carbon emissions, sure. But Matt- Convenience. Come on, mate. <laughs> no, I, do. I think it's time we move to the tube system that you see in futuristic cartoons. Yeah, but we don't, don't have the technology. Oh, yeah, we get- don't have tube technology. <laughs> oh, come no, on. at all. Come on. We just don't have the will. <laughs> <laughs> Governments are too stuck in their own cycles. Oh, we need to get elected. And they know tubes don't get votes. <laughs> Doesn't mean they're not no right. Would vote for a Doesn't tube. mean they're not right. <laughs> no one said they're wrong. I would love nothing more than to be teleported back to the bay right now. Not right now, once we finish doing this, rather than- <laughs> In the second podcast, eject the seat. You're just like, I've this had sucks. Enough. Matt just got a bit too angry about the tube system. <laughs> Imagine that. You go, you just tell the tube, voice activated, Puma Factory, Marabin. <laughs> Puma Factory. I love it. You hope they I don't misunderstand. Ch- <laughs> Puma Factory. <laughs> Also, I love that you chose that as my final destination. <laughs> you know me all too well because I'm absolutely going there on the way home. Yeah. Even though it is not on the way home. <laughs> I'll detour for Puma. <laughs> so, Adidas are bigger, but they're making shoes. Up until the 1960s, they were very much just a shoe company. They sold a couple of branded bags, but shoes, they're the bread and butter. But Addy was always looking <laughs> So <forward>. to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally, yeah, we've yeah. moved beyond no, no, no. bread for shoes. <laughs> In the olden days, butter was like socks. <laughs> You'd butter up your feet. you butter on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Slide them into some cobs. Everyone's feet were lovely and oh, soft yeah. in the olden days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lovely. Beautiful buttered up feet. <laughs> no petty eggs required. <laughs> Not a petty egg to be seen. That's why petty eggs are a new invention. They only come they in yeah, since- uh, They didn't need them. Yeah. yeah, since butter we started wearing out. like socks made out of cotton, yeah, yeah. But back in the instead day, of butter, we had yeah. butter. Yeah. yeah, so they're a shoe company. But Addy was always looking for other ways to innovate, and his son Horst Dassler, another great name. That's up there with Fritz for me. Horst. Horst is sick. Horst. That's a great name. Horst was experimenting with some clothing in the French market, and it seemed that there was potential for technical sportswear which athletes could warm up, train, and compete in. The outfits were made from a fabric that was about to change the world. Nylon. <gasps> dun dun. What is nylon? <laughs> is that like a, it's it's like like an a petroleum yeah, it's like an artificial. thing? What is nylon made from? Nylon fabric is a polymer, which means that it is composed of a long chain of carbon-based molecules called monomers. There are quite a few different types of nylon, but most of them are derived from uh, polymide mo- monomers that are extracted from crude oil, which is also known as petroleum. Whoa, there you go. You're that, right. Isn't that- what if, yeah, that feels weird. 
So we're making clothes out of oil. It, yeah. It also Dinosaurs. feels elaborate. Because yeah. why don't we just cover our bodies with the oil directly? Yeah, that's yes. right. Like, why aren't we just rubbing crude oil Cut out the middle on man. our bodies? Let's move back to the- I mean, butter is- is, is an oil-like substance. Exactly. Let's go back to those beautiful days. The glory days of just, just rubbing yourself down with oil. Yeah. <laughs> Fats or Gosh. oils. Yes. Beautiful. One size fits all. Beautiful. You know, there's no, oh, they don't have anything in my size. There's always the right size in oil. Exactly. Yeah. How much do you need? Just, yeah. uh, just one uh, douse, please. Oh, no worries. Right this way. <laughs> <laughs> Real healthy and day stuff there. Yeah. You can't oil anything anymore. Uh, no, you they can't. Won't they won't let you. They, <laughs> I've tried. Yeah, I've tried to get into a restaurant before, just doused in crude oil and, oh, gee, it, they caused a the fuss about it. Oh wouldn't let gosh. me in. Yeah. Reckoned I was going to slip off the seats. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, like. Just let me have a try. <laughs> I'll, I'll prove you wrong. My grip strength is second to none. <laughs> I blame the animal rights type activists, you know. Yeah. Even you ever see a whale try to douse itself in oil? They're always down there cleaning it straight off. It's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Let the whales live. Yeah. <laughs> Give the whales a break. I don't know how we're here now, but we are <laughs> yes. because we don't have that tube system in place yet and there's no ejector seat in this podcasting studio. We're talking nylon, nylon okay, tracksuits. Yes. Yeah. We had the idea of producing a technical warm-up suit made from a nylon wool mix material that could replace the heavy wool and cotton pullovers that were being worn by athletes. So before this, athletes are getting out there in wool. Right. It's a bit hot. Yes. Do you know what would be lighter and cooler than wool? No. Dousing themselves in crude oil. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back here. We're back here. <laughs> and the beauty so is sorry. they could release, like, oh, it's our new line of sport oil, you know? Yes. And they just- it would maybe have racing stripes in it or whatever. Yes. It's That'd well, be a slightly lighter oil. Well, speaking of stripes, the tracksuit they came up with had the three Adidas stripes emblazoned down the arms and the legs. Wow. In 1967, the Franz Beckenbauer tracksuit debuted. Named after and modelled by Bayern Munich football superstar Franz Beckenbauer, it was an immediate success. Do you know what? They're back with a vengeance at the moment. The three. those The Beckenbauer ones. They're like all the rage again. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, and they're and they're later. amazing. They're so sick. Those tracksuits. Is that the Alexi Toliopoulos style? You know, he has a few that he gets around. In. He's got a couple of matching sets. Absolutely. I Previous think that, guests. I think that you're talking about the same same the ones here. Yeah, I think that's the Beckenbauer. I actually didn't know that that was the name of it. You know, no, I always I knew them as the Adidas Three Stripe tracksuits. Well, the- no, there, but there is just a ge- generic one, and then the Beckenbauer is a specific oh, kind gotcha. of it. So it's like another. It's a subgenre of the regular. Because I've got a few like Alexis, but they're not Beckenbauer's. Right, gotcha. But they're also got three stripes. They're also sick. They've just got a different name. Yeah. Yeah, they're like part of a different range. What a great episode to have Kirsty in on, Dave. Did you have any idea that she was a big Adidas fan? A big Adidas fan, absolutely. I'm a huge Adidas fan. From the Adidas dynasty. Yeah, I am. Yeah, but I am. You're not wearing Adidas now, are you? Do you know, really weirdly, I'm actually not. Uh, Actually, I've got an Adidas T-shirt on. (laughs) You're kidding me. (laughs) No, I'm getting it out for the boys. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've got an Adidas tee. That's a great- That logo is great as well. The sort of- Yeah, the the trefoil- Logo is my favourite one. It's yes. coming up here in the 70s. But I, I usually, I actually get bagged out by other comics a lot 
people always go to me, oh, are you sponsored by Adidas Weebeck? Because I very frequently have Adidas clothes on and I always have Adidas shoes on on stage. Right. Yeah. That's a bit of a, just a, a lucky, a luck thing or? Or just that's just what you wear. I just like. I just really like the clothes. Comfy, so I've got loads of them. Th- I've got three... loads of track jackets. Like I just love them. I, I, I my favorite hoodie when I was a kid. My uncle uh, used to work at a printing factory, mm. and uh, so they had one time I was there, and he's like, "Oh, here's some ones that didn't quite work." And one of them was it was like this black hoodie, and it had that symbol big on the middle with sort of like. Just like this mixed pattern throughout it, which I guess cool. was wrong, but it looked sick. I thought, yeah, and I wore that until it fell apart. I reckon yeah. I wore it for like five years, which you know, when you're six to eleven, it's a big growth period. Yeah, it was it was midriff by the time <laughs> yeah, you had exactly. <laughs> <laughs> such a great hoodie. I love this stuff, man. I, this is uh, episode. I know when we've done like KFC and McDonald's episodes in the past, people message later going. You really got me thinking about it and I was driving home and I had to get a KFC meal. This one, people are going to like, <laughs> I was driving home but I thought, I'm going to detour via Moorabbin. I was actually on the way to Albury-Wodonga, but <laughs> I went Not- by a Puma. To, and- get, to get Puma. I've got Nike. I've got Adidas socks on too, by the way. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> Uh, Adidas soon started to produce tracksuits specifically designed for women. The Heidi Rosendahl was named after one of German's track and field stars of the Munich 1972 games, which was the same games as the Adidas trefoil logo that Kirsty is uh, wearing right now. Debuting. So last year, 50 years of the trefoil logo. That's my favourite one. So who came up with that and did they take a deal? One cent per item? Or anything like that? That person hasn't been named, which makes me think that they did not get a good deal. Yeah, they were probably <laughs> they not, just not the, on the- Yeah, the, just someone who got paid for a day's work, probably something yes. like that. Yep. You'll never believe it, but Puma also debuted their own tracksuit in 1968, only one year after Adidas, seeing how successful it was, called the T7. They're also still sold to this day. You can get a, a Puma T7 tracksuit. What's, what's there? So, they don't have the three stripes. What do they do? Do they just have the- um? The Pumas down I the sleeve. I think they have, they have a, so- a solid stripe down the s- down the sleeve, sort of breaking up. Like if you wear a black track jacket, you'll have a big white stripe down the down the sleeve that's solid. Puma T seven, yeah. Yeah, Puma T seven. I'm having a quick peek. Here. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You see, still see football players and stuff oh, wearing yeah. those. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, would you wear that or are you added us for life? No, look, I I don't have any opposition to those, and I'm looking at some now, and there's some pretty sick designs on here. What was I'm the name of the pretty- Adidas guy? The Adidas style of suit. Uh, Franz Beckenbauer. Franz Beckenbauer. They're pretty cool. The the Puma ones are pretty cool. I'm pretty married to Adidas, though. I think yeah. I've got I've got five Adidas track jackets. Wow! And I've got probably five or six like windbreakers, like because I, I I'm always uh, like I love going for big walks, and uh, I live down by the beach, so I've got this um, unhealthy obsession with buying windbreakers. It needs to stop. <laughs> Just in case my partner's listening, I want her to know that I'm acknowledging that it needs to stop. (laughs) I have a problem, okay? That's the first step. I've acknowledged it and now I'm going to buy another one. I've been acknowledging it for years and I'll continue to acknowledge it. So I'm on the right path. Absolutely. But these Puma ones are cool. But, yeah, I'm I'm pretty married to Adidas. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I get it. I appreciate that. You find something you know and love. Totally. 
once you get Dave's tick of approval, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just going to order a couple more wind cheaters and Please. let my partner know that I, mean, I got the DW stamp of approval. It gets so windy down there. It gets so Come windy on, down there, mate. Break that and wind also on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> oh, nothing. <laughs> Late in the episode to get horny. Yeah, come on. I'll tell you what, this was a rough episode to make horny. Mm. I've, got to, I've got to be honest. Yeah, unless you're a it's, foot fetishist, it's, uh, it's tricky. <laughs> hey, we, I reckon we've got, a, we've got a couple in there, more probably more than, than uh, you'd probably predict beforehand. But anyway, <laughs> in 1970, Adidas debuted another iconic invention. I didn't know about this. I didn't know they created this. The Adidas Telstar which is the iconic 32-panel alternating black and white design football or soccer. Oh, that's like the soccer ball. Yeah, the one like you that you, in a cartoon, they're kicking a soccer. That's an Adidas. Kicking a soccer. Star. Kicking a soccer. You are kicking a sporty a boy, aren't you? <laughs> You're a sporty guy. You can you, you can join my soccer team if you like. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I'll, uh, we genuinely need players. So oh, if you'd like to be on my soccer team, please. Do you need, players team, do you, do you need uh, a water boy at all? <laughs> Scorekeeper. Do you need a commentator? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you came to all the games on a Wednesday night Portable and PA. commentated. Yeah, yeah. Be like, no, Dave, we needed players. Like, put the microphone down, yeah, Dave. I've got, I've got the headset mic on. <laughs> <laughs> a little affordable thing. Go, 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 go. We're back. It's Weebeck, Dave. It's Weebeck. If you're going to commentate, say yeah. my name right. Well, they've got a French import tonight. We're back. Let's <laughs> just take him to the field. <laughs> Uh, it was the ball was designed to improve visibility on black and white television, and its name came from the 1962 Telstar communications satellite, which was roughly spherical and dotted with solar panels, similar to how it appears. Isn't that so nerdy? It's named after a satellite. Who who came up with that? That's you, cool. Used for the 1970 football World Cup, Adidas has since provided the official match ball for every World Cup since. Wow. wow. Yeah. I've got the brazooka at home. The one from the Brazil World Cup a few years ago. Oh, the Brazooka. Great name. Love it. What year was that? That must have been Ish. Uh, probably about 10 years back, maybe. Why well, have you got a soccer ball day? Uh, Matt, what's your name? Who are you? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Jess. Hey, Matt, why have you got a soccer ball? Oh, I just got I got one of each balls at home, just in case, you know, whenever you want to go out for a kick for the various sports. <laughs> I'm trying to recruit him to yeah, my soccer honestly, team. <laughs> that, was, that was good. <laughs> that one. That's cool. Yeah, he, he's sick. shown us a real cool ball. Oh, I had one Look from up the, the Brazuca. I, I, I don't know if it had a fancy name, but one from the 2002 Soccer World Cup, which was like a golden sort of ball. Do you want to look that one up, man? Ah. The Brazuca's from 2014. What? Oh, okay, 2002. Why have you? Uh, why have you got a soccer ball? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right. This is all I do in my free time is try and recruit people to my soccer team. That's a. Uh, that's got a got the old school look. Quite a, quite a good-looking ball. That's yeah. why I bought it. Was a good-looking ball. <laughs> Didn't all right, use it. all right. You're Didn't not appropriate it. for my soccer team. <laughs> Never been pumped up. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Fevronov. Oh, oh, fancy. Don't mind. Oh, Fevronova. Sorry, Fevronova. Fevronova. You're yeah, right. I'll take that. I Fair think enough. that sounds better than Fevronov. Fevronov sounded like something. It sounds like a weapon to me, like a gun. Unlike oh, the yeah. brazooka. <laughs> yeah, the brazooka's like a pro. Yeah, I mean, what does the brazooka sound like? No, I can't think of anything. No. It doesn't sound like any weapons that yeah, I can yeah, think of. I think it's a new word. They, they went around the room with- and they said, yeah. does this make you think of a weapon at all? We're yeah, all very much no. about peace at the soccer world cup. Yeah. I think it's reminding me of uh, nunchucks. <laughs> I think that's what it is. <laughs> 
1970 was a, another pivotal year in the rivalry between the two brothers' companies. Before this era, there'd been a few sponsorships with individual athletes, but in the early days, it'd been a bit murky because the Olympics, everyone's supposed to be an amateur back in the day. But by the 70s, deals had started to take off with both athletes and shoe companies knowing that the advertisements on athletes was a great way to market their products. But according to the LA Times, things got so crazy in the lead up to the 1970 World Cup in Mexico, the two companies, Puma and Adidas, actually decided to come to a sort of peace treaty and to avoid the dealings that had marked their relationship for most of the 1960s. The most notable result of this interaction was the so-called Pelé Pact, where both companies agreed not to sign a deal with Pelé, the greatest and most famous football player in the world at the time. Their feeling was that they would both end up spending so much money on a bidding war that it would be not worth it in the end. Right. Well, hey, what they should have done is one shoe each. <sighs> no, we yes. have signed Pelé's left foot. <laughs> yes. But then yes. when he kicks the goal with the right foot, you're like, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. And we've kitted out his lower half. You can have his top half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can and- put him in a hat. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the earrings. The Pele bowler yeah. hat. There's, you can, you can pop a, of- a Puma balaclava on him. That's right. <laughs> you got a lot of real estate up there. Shoulder yes. pads. Yes. Uh, there's a uh, earrings, a uh, lip ring, nose rings, Big hoops. belly button rings. Oh, you could you could ring it up. Belts. <laughs> we'll let you have the belt. Okay. <laughs> They'll fall down without you. Yeah. They okay. need you. <laughs> Suspenders. A bracelet. The, the Adidas cape. Beautiful. You've got the lots of options cape. up there. All right. Ca- capes are great as well um, when you're competing athletically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like one of the speed mo- you up. One of the most convenient things to tow around. <laughs> 1970 was the last World Cup Pelé played in. He'd already won the, the title twice with his home country of Brazil. And again, they made it to the final against Italy in a hotly anticipated clash. And Pelé was the most famous footballer on earth. And he didn't know about the Pelé Pact. And he was surprised that unlike many of his teammates that weren't as famous as him, he didn't have a deal with Puma or Adidas. So there's other Joe Schmoes on his team that are, are sponsored, but he's like, I'm Pelé. Where's my fucking deal? Yeah. But they just weren't approaching him because they had this deal. But Hans Henningsen was Puma's representative who had signed a lot of other Brazilian players. And he was sent to the World Cup and became friendly with Pelé. Friendly enough to one day... Offer him a deal. Oh, oh dun, dun. Like a dog, eh? The only problem is Hans Henningsen didn't have permission from Puma to make the deal. Oh, no. But he was like, I'm going to make the deal anyway. I'll make him an offer. He offered Pelé 25 grand for the 1970 World Cup and 100,000 for the next four years, plus a cut of the sales of Pelé brand sneakers. So this is quite big money back then. Pelé accepted, and then Henningsen took it back to Rudolf Dassel, the boss at Puma, and the deal was so good, he couldn't help but accept it, and he broke the pact. Oh, oh that no. sounds like a likely story. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it until he brought it to me. Yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the execs at We Beckler would never do that. You'd never no. do that. You'd never dog the would others. Would never. Nah. You're people of your word. Yeah. Absolutely. Down in South and Webeckler. Yes, we have uh, great integrity at our shoe factory. Sorry, uh, Kirsty, I know you told us not to, but I have signed Pelé, if you agree, uh, 10 grand, and he was all in. Oh, my God. That's a fucking good deal. That is a good deal. Oh, my God. But I know you're a a company of your word. I just wanted to check with you before. He's on the phone now. Okay. It's a yay or nay scenario. All right, let's say yay, but can we- (laughs) Can we delete everything I just said? <laughs> <laughs> if, we, 
we'll say yay, but we we need no record. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. Don't worry. It was a deep fake. <laughs> me fun. me saying I never would have signed Pele was a deep fake. <laughs> I was it wasn't always going to sign him. <laughs> yeah, that feels that's. I think that might annoy Addy. Well, Absolutely. Addy hasn't Addy only found out about the pack being broken when during the final, Pele was paid what is rumored to be the equivalent of $1 million extra in today's money to ask the referee for time to tie his shoelaces before the kickoff. He said, sorry, can I just tie my shoelaces? And he just quick bends down, does them both. The cameraman was also paid to pan down and show Palais tying his pumas. Oh, gee, this is all so subtle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my shoelaces have come undone. Which they never do because I wear pumas. Discs. Smiles at the camera. <laughs> yeah, I wear disc shoes. <laughs> but, oh, but also, like, yeah, what you just said then, Dave, like, it doesn't feel like a great look. Yeah. Like, I'm a professional football player and my shoelaces have come undone. <laughs> yeah. No one else on the fields have. <laughs> yeah. Have both please, at the start of the game, both have come undone. Yeah, please zoom in on the shoes responsible, which are these shitty puma <laughs> shoes. <laughs> That cannot sustain a shoelace being tied up. Like, it's not very good. It's, he's like, hey, at the start of the game, um, my shoe has fallen apart. <laughs> Here's five grand for the camera person to pan down. This will be such like, a really good ad for if they, they pan down to show that my Puma shoe has spontaneously combusted. <laughs> And the kids at home are like, I want my shoe to spontaneously combust. <laughs> Mum, I want pumas. But Pele's feet were on fire. It was sick. <laughs> yeah. He looks so cool. He was wearing the ones made out of hand grenades from yeah. earlier. <laughs> oh, no, you don't pull the pin. <laughs> yeah, Pele, what we need to do is ask for some time to pull the pin just before kickoff. <laughs> it's going to blow your legs up. <laughs> You're okay this will be the biggest news story in the world. Pele's shoes explode his legs. But. Think of all the cash, Pele. Huge mm. cash. And this is your last World Cup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't need those legs. <laughs> yeah. Early what retirement. Do, what are we going to do with them after playing anyway? Well. What a golden handshake. Here's a bunch of cash for blowing up your legs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the price is right, the yeah. price is right. <laughs> Brazil won the tournament 4-1. Pele scored. Well, he won the match 4-1, winning the tournament. Pele scored the first goal and was crowned player of the tournament in his third World Cup title, making him the only person to ever win three, all whilst wearing Puma King boots. There you go. So Not to be confused with Tiger King. Oh, they're different boots. Yeah, very different. Those ones are in prison. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the... So, how did Adidas not find out about till the final? Was he not wearing them through the whole yeah, tournament? Yeah, it was just throughout the tournament that guy was getting closer to him, being like, hey, oh, let's, you know, how about for the him. final? Wooed right. him and then said, hey, we'll give you this Big in the long the run, final. but here's even more cash up front if you just tie him. Quite a lot more. You said a million? It's the equivalent oh, of a million. Okay, I yeah. can't remember the figure. It's like 50,000 or something. Right, 100,000, right. something like that. I love how you're like, oh, just that. Like, it's <laughs> just like you're not happy with it being the equivalent of a million dollars. Oh, like, just the equivalent like, oh, of a million. A million like, then oh. or a million now? Because yeah. I, I would not get out of bed for a million now. Now. But I would for a million then. A million then. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, now we're talking. And some sort of a- Now we're getting out of bed. Term deposit back then <laughs> that I can get out now. <laughs> then I'm in. 
Tell me more. So P- Puma took that step ahead. They were like, we've got the biggest football player in the world. But Adidas still sponsors some heavy hitters at the time. Bob Beeman set the long jump world record wearing Adidas. Rocket Rod Laver, our very own, won Grand Slams wearing Adidas. And when high jumper Dick Fosbury debuted the now iconic Fosbury flop style of high jump, Adidas supplied him with shoes that supported the requirements for his innovative flop. Yes. Sick. Like, that- just like how... Running feels faster when you're flapping. Jumping feels faster when you're flopping. <laughs> I am so disappointed that they've called it the Fosbury flop and not the dick flop. Like, that is so disappointing. It's a missed opportunity. It is, Come on. Yeah. It should absolutely like, be a dick flop. in primary school, they teach everyone, all right, well, you know, there's this, there's this way. This is what they used to do for the high jump. But everyone now, the world record holders, they all do the dick flop. So. Okay. Enough. <laughs> Enough chuckling, kid. No, come on. It's very serious. You're 14 now, <laughs> everyone. Dick flop was an innovative move, okay? It's, it's not funny. Pop You're down, too please. old to be laughing at that. <laughs> but I'm glad that they called it the Fosbury flop because it comes up in my household very frequently. <laughs> the Fosbury flop. Yeah, the Fosbury flop. Yeah, I, I'd actually never heard of it until I got with my current partner. A high um, jumper. And probably future partner as well. <laughs> yeah. When I say current partner, it makes it sound like I'm dumping her tomorrow. <laughs> I know, I know. Current, but like, it'll be a different one tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right now, at the time of recording. <laughs> at the time of recording. <laughs> if you see me with someone different after this episode's yeah, been released, she was only my current partner at the time exactly. of recording. You can't say, okay. gotcha, gotcha. No, you say, no, no you I've don't. moved on. You got I've nothing. moved on. You got nothing, mate. Listen to nothing. the tape. I said current. Current. <laughs> <laughs> it was a deep fake. <laughs> <laughs> she always accuses me of doing the Fosbury flop into bed. <laughs> oh. It's, like, so like, it's, it's really funny. It's a very funny bit. Like the whole time we've been together, nearly six years at the time of recording. It's over, it's over now, though. Whenever you're listening, it's over. Um, probably an argument over the Fosbury flop. But like often she'll be asleep and I'll just say I get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. and She'll be half awake when I come back in. I'll just get into bed in an orderly fashion and she'll be like, oh, and I'm like, what? And she goes, why do you have to Fosbury flop into the bed? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you Fosbury flopped into bed. She says it about three times a week, which maybe is reflective of my methods for getting into bed. Uh, yeah. I or- imagine you're working on it, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Matt. I've really taken the feedback on board. <laughs> <laughs> Better to be accused of the Fosbury flop in bed than the Foster's flop. Is <laughs> <laughs> Heard of that? The Foster's flop. flop's very funny. The Foster's flop, no. It, no. Uh, having having had too many beers, oh, right. you can't Foster. quite get get up over the over the bar. You can't, you can't stand to attention. <laughs> <laughs> it said like a very straight woman there. <laughs> it must be. Um, how, it must be a really old phrase though. Because when was the last time you'd seen someone drinking Foster's? Yeah, exactly. Doesn't like really now to be, what would it be like? Bent spoke brewing company <laughs> flop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bent spoke brewing blop. <laughs> Bent spoke brewing blop. <laughs> Bent, that's very Canberrian of you, freaking up. Isn't it? Because yeah. yeah. I don't drink anymore. I was like desperately like trying to get hold of like think a craft beer. beer. Yeah. And I, 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 the other one that came just after, 
with like Bridge Road Brewing. Oh, oh, oh no, on. yeah. I, I, I had a big night at the pub last night and we took a lovely person home, but unfortunately experienced a Bridge Road Brewery flop. <laughs> 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 it just That's very mouthy. <laughs> it's so mouthy. And assuming you're saying it on a hangover. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> last night I had a little creature flop. <laughs> <laughs> Little Emphasis on the little flop. <laughs> <laughs> little creatures flop. <laughs> Disappointing in both senses of the word. We could be getting a um, a Pele deal out of this recording, <laughs> couldn't we? We could be going to these all of these brewers and being yeah. like, would you like to chuck some cash in for the mention? And they're like, well, what did you say about that? Oh, don't worry. Don't listen. We gave you a plug, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> What would the opposite be if there was a, a beer that wanted to say we don't you won't get a Foster's flop with us you'll get the um, uh, the uh, the Resh's rod yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get rock hard with the Resh's <laughs> no more Foster's flops get rock hard with Resh's enjoy the Resh's rod the Resh's rod <laughs> the rock hard Resh's rod. <laughs> I think we've done it. I think we've done, I think it. We've done it. All right, Rashers, if you're listening. If you're listening. Now, is that a brewery that's still around? What was- I have no idea. I d- yeah, wow. I that haven't seen like Rashers a- for like a good 15 oh, years. Oh, that's the Foster's era sort of brewery, isn't it? Brew- do you know brewery. what, though? Rashers should make a comeback. Mm. They should make a comeback because we've just made them huge, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're nearly there with the, the life of uh, Adidas and Puma here because the 1972 Olympics, Adidas boasted 80% of the athletes that won track and field medals wearing their shoes. So they were really taking a step above Puma. Despite them signing Pelé, more athletes are wearing, wearing Adidas, including tennis player Stan Smith, who wore Adidas shoes when winning Wimbledon in 1972. Do you know the Stan Smith shoe? Quite yeah, a, it's quite a fam- famous Adidas one. I've got Sam Smiths. I think they're a great. Of course shoe. you do. They're- you must live in an Adidas museum. A great looking shoe. What do you got? A walk-in wardrobe for your shoes? <laughs> what? Well, after this recording, I'm going to send you a photo of my shoes and apparel. I would love to see. Yeah, that, you'd love it. <laughs> But I didn't know this about the Sam Smiths. Originally, they were originally oh, named yeah. the Adidas Robert Halle after the brand endorsed French prominent uh, player Robert Halle. But in 1978, the sneakers were renamed after Stan Smith and then went on to be extremely popular around the world. So, a lot of people know the Stan Smith shoe, but no one knows the Robert Halle shoe. How no. annoyed would he be? So annoyed. He got rebranded. He was the original, but- Stan Smith made a killing out of it. Good so, on you, Stan. On you, Stan. Yeah. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. i got to get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving been, them for my wedding. That has been stressing. <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit he, that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. 
This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. <laughs> hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So the rivalry stayed on until the 1970s and the two Dassler brothers reportedly never spoke after their split. Wow. Any correspondence between the company, they went speaking. I've got a bodriggy boner. <laughs> <laughs> He's done it! He's done it! <laughs> we love the good people at Bodriggy, and I think they usually love a mention, but in this case, do you think they like this? <laughs> <laughs> I had a six-pack of Bodriggy last night. Don't worry. No ill effects. <laughs> yeah. I'm still up, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Big night. <laughs> oh, my God. C- call the doctor. <laughs> but sadly, all good things, including rivalries, must come to an end. Rudy, oh, that's good. Rudy died. Oh, okay. <laughs> Rudolph, the older brother, died. The Puma Man in 1974, and his younger brother, Addy from Adidas, died in 1978. They were oh. buried- in the same local cemetery, but on opposite sides. Oh, <laughs> of course no. they were. Of course. So they went to their graves holding onto the grudge. Yep. Oh, what ne- a bummer. Never forgave each other. That's horrible. And also, this is a terrible time to have a Heineken hard on. At the funeral, this is not appropriate. <laughs> well, why are you serving Heineken? <laughs> That is incredible. <laughs> For Adidas, Addy's wife, uh, Catherine, with support from her son, Horst, took over. At the time, Adidas was producing 280,000 shoes per day. In 1986, Adidas got unexpected marketing that they didn't even pay for when hip-hop pioneers Run DMC released their hey. single, My Adidas. Oh, you're oh. right. About wearing Adidas. Adidas itself only found out about the this uh, love that Run DMC had for them when the band held up the three-stripe shoe during a concert in front of 40,000 fans. And apparently the shoes were quite big in the hip-hop community. And they said, if you're wearing Adidas, hold up your shoe. And like half the crowd are like holding their shoe in the air. And one of the concert goers was an Adidas employee. And he was like, holy (laughs) shit. So Adidas quickly partnered with Run DMC, making them the very first music group to ever have a partnership with a major athletic brand. And it sort of just... 
came about naturally, though. They they really liked the style. And, and Corn were obviously listening, going, <laughs> I want to get in on this. Yeah. Do you know All the story day, about Corn? I dream about sex. I, I know the song, I don't know the story. So, um, this is slightly out of order, but Corn, I was reading about them. They. Had the that song all day I dream about sex mm-hmm. about Adidas and they would all wear especially Jonathan Davies the singer would wear the Davis would wear the um, Adidas tracksuit the one we're talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the Franz Beckenbauer mm-hmm. and then apparently they approached Adidas and said hey do you want to sponsor us and they wrote back to him saying no we only sponsor sports people not musicians even though they've done this in the eighties wow and you know who else was listening Puma so Puma offered Corn a deal and signed them. Oh, and they started wow. wearing Puma tracksuits because wow. Puma like, gave them like a million dollar deal. Isn't that? That's funny. Yeah. So, they got involved. It was so funny. Whoa. But it was way harder to sing the All Day I Dream About Sex <laughs> song and put it on the P-U-M-A. <laughs> <laughs> all day I put my pants in. All day I put my pants <laughs> All day I pull my pants. <laughs> Matt, that was actually really great. I started rocking out. <laughs> that Go was ahead. actually really great. It was so good it gave me a cascade stout stiffy. <laughs> I got a carton right chub. Chub. <laughs> <laughs> a dry chop. You don't want that. Dry chop. It's <laughs> either a dry chop or a draft chub. Sorry, I've got a hun, a horny hun hard on. <laughs> I've got a stone and wood. Oh, oh. full stop. <laughs> Good. That's good. Huh? Look how chopped you are, Dave. That's something. Stone and wood. Sure was. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Got him. Stone and woody. <laughs> <laughs> we brought the horn back home. Yeah, strong. That's we've right. done pretty yeah. well. Come home with the horn. We've done pretty well. We I'm went out. As if it's sailing parlance, we went out pretty low horn, pretty dry. Mm. But once we passed the horn, mm. yeah. we were coming back with a wet sail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a wet return. Once we leaned into our Erdinger erections, <laughs> it was on for young and old. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of an erection one. Oh, that's great. An Eve here? Doesn't exist. Erdinger. You got the AR as well. Yeah, that's, so good. Yeah, that's why you're the so best. Good. I'm, uh, that's why you're the king of <laughs> erection puns. <laughs> I sure am. I'm looking forward to taking out the horniest episode of War again. <laughs> yes, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so Adidas did well for a while with horse at the at the helm, but by the late 1980s, the market had become saturated. More sports companies had come out, copy them a bit, and with the unexpected death of Horst as well as the company failing to jump on the increasing popularity of amateur running and failing to capitalise on that trend, Adidas found itself in a hole and was going to lose tens of millions of dollars. It was looking real bad for them. Addy and Kath's four daughters, now the owners, decided to sell Adidas. Things didn't get better until 1993 when the company was again sold, this time to French businessman Robert Louis Dreyfus, Julia Louis Dreyfus's second cousin. Ooh. Bought Adidas. He became- uh, Really? Yeah, because her dad's also a billionaire, so she comes from a, a lot of uh, a wealthy family. He became chairman in 1993 and listed the company on the stock market in 1995. And from there, Adidas rose from the ashes and became the hugely successful company we all know and love, especially Kirsty Weebeck especially loves me. today. Especially. But d- is it possible that you saved Adidas in the mid-90s? Yeah. Congratulations. I mean, 
possible oh, or but probable. you were more of a puma girl back then. No. No, that was seven and eight, but from necessity. Yeah, yeah mid, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Year seven and eight, yep, and that was exactly. Okay, and then? And then once I got myself a part-time job, Adidas took over. That's All right. day. All day. <laughs> All day. I dream about success. <laughs> Is my motto. Nice. Yay. Well, all day I do success. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, you keep dreaming about success over there. You're doing but success. But I actually get up at 4 a.m. And I, I success from 4 a.m. all the way up till midday. From 4 a.m. when you take that first sip of your own urine. <laughs> <laughs> then I have a golden shower. <laughs> Under my own stream. (laughs) (laughs) What are we doing? I don't know. I think if people have got this far, this is what they want. Yeah. It's it's on them now. It's on you. Yeah, let's victim blame. (laughs) (laughs) Victims. We don't have listeners. We We have victims. Victims of bad comedy. Sitting out there listening to their through their little AirPods with their Hogarth and hard ons. <laughs> if you want to join the uh, support group, patreon.com slash pod. The support group. <laughs> we don't have listeners, they're victims. <laughs> what about um uh with Bud Weiser, I remain a Bud Riser. Okay, oh, yes. I like how dignified yours <laughs> yeah, are, yours, Dave. Ones are, yours are make more sense. Ours are just yeah. like cheap alliteration. Yeah, yours, yeah I've got, got Bud Weiser bit- <laughs> And you're like, how do you do? Time of the morning. I'm having a tipple right now. It's a pot. It's a pot of who <laughs> Isn't this what people find sexy? <laughs> oh, yes. Dave, you've made this episode too horny. <laughs> the last episode that we did was when you were away. That's right. And Matt and I kept it tastefully horny. Mm. Sorry. But you've actually made this one like a bit trashy, if I'm honest. I'm picturing <laughs> D- Dave's talking true. about his, his hard-ons are wearing top hats and <laughs> <laughs> black tie. Yeah. Who told you? Yeah, with a cane. They're holding a cane. Here's <laughs> hard-ons to give you the old razzle-dazzle. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Jazz hands. <laughs> Opening the car door for you. <laughs> Milady. Charmed. Charmed, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, back to Puma. They also stayed in the family until 1989 when Rudolph's sons, Armin and Gerd, God, these German names are incredible, Gerd Dassler, sold their 72% stake in Puma to Swiss business Kosa Lieberman SA. And they are also now a public company if you want to get shares in Adidas or Puma. In 2020, Adidas boasted worldwide sales of $22.4 billion. It is the number one athletic shoe and sportswear company in Europe and the second largest in the world after Nike. Puma, meanwhile, with $5.9 billion in total revenue during 2020, makes it the third largest. Incredible that they were founded by these two rival brothers and that they're still the second and third largest in the world. And despite their global success, both brands are still headquartered in Herzogenach, in Germany. So a town of 23,000 people has these incredible multi-billion dollar companies with tens of thousands of employees worldwide based in their town. You know how in a recent episode we were talking about the dream of doing an Iceland show? Mm-hmm. I had a look at the the country 
listener stats yesterday. Germany's outside of the, um, well, I think Germany's seventh after US, Australia, UK, Canada, <laughs> New Zealand, <laughs> and Ireland. They're the top six, and they have been since the last time I looked. But Germany's the next one down. So, that'd be the first, the top company where, country where English isn't the official yes. language. Incredible. Berlin, you know, Which, we, I reckon we could do a Berlin show. I feel incredibly embarrassed now I've been saying it's going to look so wrong. I'm sorry, please. I'm sorry. Can Especially I, can I come to the Berlin show? Yeah, you can But please. not as a punter. Oh, then no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Oh, do you want to, sorry, do you want to do sound tech or what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. What do you, oh, do you want I to do the door? Yeah, I could deliver the drinks, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, as a wee back, I think, you know, it'd be good to get to your homeland. Oh, my god! You haven't gosh. been there for, what, 60 years? <laughs> <laughs> wow. 60, 70, 70-ish years? Yeah, somewhere. some controversy wow. just before you left, I believe. But Wow. I miss the good old days when this episode got horny. <laughs> <laughs> Not contentious. No. Not contentious. What about, just to finish up, how about the rivalry today? Well, the mayor of the town, who has an incredible name, German Hacker. His first that name German, be, surname Hacker, best name I've ever heard. He sometimes wears both brands to remain diplomatic, despite admittedly growing up in a Puma family. Although at a charity football match, he wore one of each brand's shoes to make sure he wasn't playing favourites. That's he did so the classy good. ballet. I love that. I love that. I love that. I'm going to start doing that as well, out of respect to the brands. Mm. <laughs> yeah, to the brothers. Respect. To the brothers, yeah. <laughs> one for each brother. Because I don't have loyalty to either of them, other than the fact Adidas stuff looks better than Puma stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh. Your loyalty is to how good it looks. Yeah, my loyalty is to whichever one's not shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's Puma. Adidas Still tend to be a bit more expensive? I reckon, yeah. 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 Is that the most expensive of those sort of normal sports brands? I don't know. I haven't really compared them too much. Like, Nike's comparable, I reckon. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like- <laughs> It sounded like I had some follow-up <laughs> things For, for to most say. of those sports brands, it's like you can, if you want to, spend $600 on a pair of shoes, but most of them do have, like, you know, the $100 pair right. that are probably, probably fine. Probably fine? Probably fine. If you're not an athlete, which- uh, I'm not. They're not going to be as bad as a cob loaf on your feet. <laughs> exactly. I'm starting off a low base here. <laughs> what I grew up with. Yeah, I mean, I used to do track and field when I was in, you know, year seven, eight, nine in uh, a couple of baguettes. Mm. <laughs> you have long legs, long feet, don't you? Uh, really long feet. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd, well, I'd wear them like skis because mum got me some baguettes in year seven and said, don't worry, you'll grow into them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what, you just grow out of these ones ne- next month. We're going to get three years out of these. Very narrow feet, Kirsty you know, Weaver Mum, I'll, I'll, I'll never win the 200 metres with these baguettes straight but to my feet. you might win the cross-country <laughs> biathlon. The cross-country skiing. <laughs> the shooting and skiing event at the Winter Olympics. And she was right, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Cross the finish line with some <laughs> soggy, <laughs> soggy yeast sticks <laughs> Tucked my feet. Anyway, whatever. My mouth has failed me now and it's probably best. No. In, in 2009, there was finally a bit of thawing between the two companies when they faced off in a friendly intercompany soccer game in support of the Peace Initiative Peace Day. I was trying to work out which company won because I thought it'd be funny if one. <laughs> and the only thing I could find was YouTube user at Ross Manson 9552 commented on some uh, footage that a news company shot. He wrote, 
It ended 7-5, but the teams were not split into Adidas and Puma with both sides made up of, of staff from both companies. So, that, that's, that's pretty That's a beautiful clever. gesture. So, both Puma and Adidas won Who kicked the goals? Lost. Wow. <laughs> yeah, who got the goals? Yeah. yeah. Name, name shame. Who got the goals? Yeah. And urine tests, please. Yeah, yeah we want to know. Did those Puma, did those Puma cheat? Did they they would have. They would have, definitely. Yeah. Look at them doing their dodgy Pele deals. That was the most disappointing thing for me in this whole episode. Yeah. Did that put you off Puma? I'm yeah. still upset about it. And also when one of them called the ally plane dirty bastards. Oh, yeah. That's your cover story? Calling yeah. the good guys dirty bastards? <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, the ones who are trying to defeat the Nazis, the literal Nazis. But you're just Nazi adjacent, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there it is. That's the story of the Dassler Brothers feud, Adidas versus Puma. What a what a tale, and what and well told. It was very well told, Dave. You there did a really is. good job. Thank you. You did a good job. We had highs, we had lows, we had hard ons. <laughs> <laughs> we had wide ons. Speak for yourself, <laughs> Milady. Milady, <laughs> I'm having a tipple. <laughs> Before we get into the Patreon uh, read, Kirsty, you're going to head out. But before you go, where can people find your new pod? And, and are you doing any live shows coming up? Yes, I've got lots of live shows coming up. Um, I am going to be in Brisbane and Cairns in Australia. Um, that is on the horizon. I'm going to be doing lots of works in progress. Also, um, in Melbourne, I've got two more of my uh, Big Animal Quiz live shows coming up. Um, I do those with Ivana Ristigheta and uh, their comedy panel shows all about animals. Uh, they they're very so silly fun. and fun. Yeah, thank you. So, I've got those coming up. I'm going to be touring a new show in 2024. I'm all over social media at Kirsty Wiebeck, kirstywiebeck.com as well as my website. I've got merch now. And great pins. Great pins. And Thanks, apart from mate. Your, apart from those legs, <laughs> also, you're selling merch. <laughs> got me. They are good legs, so thank you. Uh, yeah, I do. I've got some cute little um, some cute little uh, pins and T-shirts out and about at I've the moment. I've got my Kirsty Wiebeck official T-shirt. You do as well, you little Love ripper. It. You were one of my the first people that, that purchased one, so thanks, Dave, you little angel. I love it. Um, it's a great quality shirt too. I need to actually talk to you about who printed those because they're really good. I can they, see they are. Some, they're good, aren't they? Um, really good. Some uh, maybe tracksuit, Kirsty Weebeck tracksuit. Oh, yeah. my gosh. If you get, yeah. yeah, with three and a half stripes on the side <laughs> yeah, of the- <laughs> <and a> <laughs> yes, the The Weebeckler three and a half the stripes. Added, the Adidas logo could be changed into a W. It could easily. Yeah. With ease. That's a fun Absolutely. Um, and finally, yes, my new podcast is called You'll Never Believe This, but it's with the wonderful Cal Wilson. It's a um, comedy podcast all about unbelievable stories. You can find it literally wherever you get your podcast from. And if from. you don't know Cal, she's a great person because she goes for the Saints in the AFL. So. Does she? <gasps> I didn't even know she went. For, she was involved in the AFL in any way. Yeah, yeah. This is news to me. Well. Okay. I'm taking your word for it, but good on Why her. Why would I lie about that? You wouldn't. You'd never. You'd never. <laughs> never Cal is a legend, though. But, yeah, you'll never believe this, but um, it's a really it fun time. Please check, check it out. out. Anywhere that you get pods. Also, if you do check it out, um, you have such great listeners. I cannot appeal hard enough for this. If you check it out and you enjoy it, please leave us a review. We have so many beautiful listeners who are sending us DMs on, like, Instagram and stuff telling us how much they like it. And we're like, <laughs> please <laughs> write it on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah. It'll be so helpful. Just copy and paste 
this, please. Yeah, please, please. But anyway, uh, have a listen. Hope you enjoy it. And thank you, Legends, for having me on your podcast Kirstie, again. you're the best. And uh, I've got to say, this is probably in the running for one of the horniest episodes <laughs> we've done this year. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Got to get that photo of all your gear for us to post on the socials too. Well, yeah. promise. <laughs> Cheers, Kirsty. Thanks again. All right. We've waved goodbye to Kirsty. Uh, I'm still waving. Yeah, you can stop. She can't see you now. Oh, yeah. That's right. We're in a windowless studio. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that brings us to everyone's favorite section of the show, uh, the Patreon section, the section where we get to thank some of our fantastic supporters. These are the people who keep the show going. They keep the lights on. They keep the mics on. Oh, they do. Yeah. We get one of them in each week. There's an intern to hit record, to turn the mics on, and we, we thank them. Well, there's one in the corner as well who's always pedaling. Yeah. <laughs> With the lights on. Thank you, Addy. Uh, just a coincidence. Just a coincidence that this week they're named Addy. But, um, yeah, you can support the show in many different ways. One of them is by going to patreon.com slash do go on pod. There's a bunch of different levels you can go to. There's uh, levels where you get bonus episodes. There's levels with shout-outs. Any level you get access to the nicest corner of the internet, aka our Facebook Patreon group. And you're wearing a T-shirt right now, Matt, of The Shags, previous report topic that you got via the Patreon T-shirt swap. Yes, shout-out to Kate, who sent me a triptych of tees. They're all very cool. Very, very cool. One of them's... um, the, an Arsenal Football Club shirt, so I'm not fully sure if- Oh, right. You know, if you're allowed to wear that. If I'm allowed to, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Because, um, you know, it's not technically my team, but it's a good shirt. So it's a good shirt, So, I'm in a right. tight spot. That's tricky. Do you reckon it'll fit me? Because I don't have a Premier League team. Maybe Arsenal could you be could my be team. You could be a gunner. Yeah, I'm the gunners. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, it's my shirt. Bad luck. You get involved in the swap. Fine. Journey. I think if I picked one, it would be the Wolverhampton Wanderers. I love when people say, go Wolves. Like go that. Wolves. Yeah, like that's that. fun. I like that. How they say Wolves wrong. Yeah, just enjoy that. Yeah, I'll enjoy it too, now that I know it's a thing. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so- the- <laughs> I hope it's a thing. If I made that up. No, that's that not right. Is that, is that the Birmingham, a Birmingham team, maybe? No, that's Aston Villa. Doesn't matter. They're over in Wolverhampton. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> is it in the West Midlands? Ah, uh, the West Midlands. Uh, anyway, uh, one of the first things we get onto here, oh, and I should say, if you want to support the show without joining the Patreon, tell a friend. That's a great way of doing it. Maybe tell them an episode you really enjoyed or one that you think they would really enjoy. Warn them that we are tedious for a while until they get used to us. That's feedback we've had in the past. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Jeez, it was tough the first couple of listens, uh, but I'm glad I stuck with you. You yeah. grew on me in the end. Um, and... Yeah, you can also give us a five-star review if you want to. You can give us any number of stars in a review, but a five-star would be preferable if, mm, if you were wondering which one we'd prefer. But the first thing we do here in the Patreon section is a section we call the Fact, Quote, or Question section, which I think actually has a jingle. Go something like this. Fact, quote, or question. Bong. <laughs> he always remembers the bong. And he always remembers the dong. <laughs> mm. Hey. Jeez, we're the falling off with that. They're not meant to know that. <laughs> <laughs> the first one this week comes from Rachel Johnson. Now, people on the Sydney Scheinberg level or above can be involved in this one uh, from the Patreon, and they get to give us a fact quote or question or brag or suggestion mm-hmm. or really whatever they like. They also get to give themselves a title. First up, Rachel Johnson, a.k.a. Ham Sandwich. <laughs> That's probably my favourite one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Rachel Ham Sandwich Johnson writes with a question. When you were young, did you have any imaginary friends or imaginary pets? Right. I don't know if 
Looking back, no, we always had a dog. Like, you know, the, the family had dogs before I was born, so we, I didn't have any extra pets. Um, and imaginary friends. Not that I can... Nothing's coming to mind. I don't have the classic, like, someone you name. Drop dead Fred. Yeah. <laughs> All I can think of... I used to draw an alien guy. Oh, cool. What was his name? Or their name? I don't... I don't know if I, they had a name, but I, I could still draw them now. They, oh, right. You know... I still can picture it in my head. And do you think it's a, a Matt Stewart original or have you copied something? I think it's an original. That's awesome. But... I'd love to see it. Yeah, I'm sure he had a name at the time. I just can't remember. I always drew skulls on everything. Oh, yeah. Loved skulls, and I, I copied the one from the, the Offspring album cover on Ixnay on the Hombre. Oh, yeah. Gone and Away, that one. Oh, yeah, one of my favorite songs. I Choose, great track. Yeah, that's, that's- that's Intermission. That's really the summer and the winter of the Offspring, isn't it? Gone Away, middle of winter. Everyone's a bit sad. Yep. Uh, I Choose. Oh, sun's out. Oh, here wanna, we go. Want to hit the beach? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was my obsession for drawing things. But I, I never had like a yeah a character there. But the aliens really intriguing. Uh, anyway, Rachel answers her own question, which I always uh, encourage people to do. Writing, uh, I had two invisible pet rabbits, Thumper Ting and her little brother Martin. <laughs> I love it. Uh, they like to run along beside the car on long trips. Brackets. Really? They liked it. <laughs> <Close bracket. laughs> Bit defensive there, Rachel, yeah. but uh, that's that's fun. Jeez. Kids these days wouldn't have an imagination like that, would they? <laughs> you know, they'd be on their bloody Xbox in the car, something like that. Yeah, the Xbox would be running alongside the car, <laughs> <laughs> dragging it. Dad doesn't realise. <laughs> uh, thank you, Rachel. Next one comes from Michael DeRizzi, a.k.a. Paella. <laughs> It's so funny. That is so funny. Um, and there, Michael's given us a brag, writing, Not too dissimilar to Dave, I've been learning a second language, the Spanish variety as opposed to the French, though. Ah. They're very related languages, though. They yeah, both, both came out of the Latin- Both Romance languages, romance I believe. Romance languages, okay. Uh, one thing I was told- is that changing my phone's language setting to Spanish helps speed up the learning process. Oh, gosh, I haven't heard that, but that's cool. In reality, doing that has only helped me use my phone less. Also good. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> that is a win-win there, Michael. Uh, paella. I hope I'm saying that right. Paella. And can I just say, hola, que tal? Can I just say, eh, si, senor. Slowpoke. <laughs> Senor Slowpoke, one of the great Looney Tunes characters. Uh, thank you, Michael. Next one comes from Harrison and Rebecca Ellis of a power couple writing. Oh, sorry. Firstly, their title is your married friends who have been inviting you over for dinner, but can't find a weekend that works in our schedules. Oh, gosh. It is difficult sometimes when you when life just gets busy. Life just gets in the way. It does. You know, we obviously we want we want to get together, but it's just hard. It's just hard. You've got your things. We've got ours. Yes. Also, another food-related title, dinner. Dinner? Yes. Oh, my gosh. We've got ham sandwich, paella, and dinner. That was, feels like we've got a feast going yeah, on here. This is good. They're offering us a fact writing, Wisconsin banned the sale and use of margarine from 1895 to 1967. And while the ban was lifted, some restrictions on margarine remain today. Isn't that sad? No one 
in Wisconsin would have been able to celebrate the Saints' 1966 Premiership victory with a margarine roll. With a big, with a big tub of margarine Maybe a, a margarine bath. Or- oh, gosh. Hopefully they already had uh, cotton socks by then. Oh, yeah. I guess there'd be no way they could have a Wigan kebab with margarine. <laughs> they continue. It's still illegal for a restaurant to serve margarine as a butter substitute unless the customer specifically requests it. <laughs> okay. That's fun. Uh, so, that's fact number Did 12. Do you have to get them- From travelwisconsin.com. Oh, well, that's, that's an interesting fact. Do you think that you- have to get them to fill out, fill out like a permission slip for the margarine. Yeah, I guess so. Before it hits your table. <laughs> you need, yeah, you need to get like a chemist or a a police officer to sign it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a full stat tech situation. <laughs> Thank you, Harrison and Rebecca. Finally this week from Alec Ruiz Guerrero. Alec Ruiz Guerrero. Uh, okay, junior vice writer... At the 90s Do Go On animated kids show. Oh, cool. That is great. Love to be in one of those. Um, it doesn't say there, but I think the subtext is snacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely some food happening. And Alec has got a question writing, Hello again, Do Go Crew. If y'all had a line of action figures, what would they be and what accessories would they have? In tradition, I have my own Answers. Well, thank you so much. Do you want to go first or do you want to hear Alex? Oh. Why don't you give give the three of us our accessories and see how close you are to Alex? Oh, he's got answers for us. Yes. Oh, interesting. So, it's obviously stuff. It's not what we'd want, like, you know, like a cool thing. It's like basically what we have in real life that would be represented. Yeah, that's right. So, I'd probably have maybe like a a colourful sweater. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Cosby style. Yeah. I prefer you see yourself- not to be called that. <laughs> you see some parallels? Or- it's like a bit, just a woolly sort of thing that I like to wear. I am sort of wearing a, an oversized one today. Um, geez, what else am I? Pie. I I, a pie, yes. Definitely a pie. And maybe I'd have like Humphrey with me. Humphrey and a book of trivia. Yeah. That's a book and trivia. That's good. And that's efficient. Okay, I'd have that. I think for Jess, what do you think Jess would have? I don't think you're going to get close to what he has here, but. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that, that's making me think it needs to be more obscure. I think Goose could be there as her little sidekick. Maybe spewing while she's scuba diving. <laughs> Which she's you know, been doing whilst she's been away. Like on the Barbie episode a while back, how some of them, you know, would uh, poop. You get them to blow chunks. <laughs> <laughs> beautifully phrased. Yeah, be- beautifully phrased. Uh, I'm trying to think of... And then... All right. I'll look. I'll help you out. Your brain is is uh, feels like it's halted. <laughs> yeah, I just can't think Your of anything. Your brain, right brain now. has just stopped. You just did a long report. Um. So what Alex got is a Blitzkrieg Bop Ramones and Jess Perkins crossover. Oh my god, that's inspired stuff. That is very good. Also, a Dave GI Joe Cobra crossover. Oh, I'd love a shirt that said Cobra on it. That would be amazing. And. He's got me as a Saint Store exclusive. All oh, right. So, and says, muchas gracias. I do like that a lot. And yeah, I think that you'd have like the the, the paddle stagram there going. Yeah, a little, little paddle. Little paddle going there. That's fun. Jess would have pizza, her favorite food in the world. Yep. Oh, yeah. And maybe a margarita drink and a margarita pizza. A margarita, a margarita, a marg. Double marg. She'd obviously have like a, a car that. Only is parked perfectly. Mm. 
Yeah, it automatically parks perfectly <laughs> yeah, every you time. You can't park badly in that car. It's a great question. And, uh, I mean, I, we could probably go to Sophie Waldron, who actually made us little Funko Pops. We do have our own Funko Pops made by Sophie Waldron. I have a pie. You are wearing are you wearing a Saints thing? Yeah. Tism? Uh, See the Tism or Saints? And I'm trying to remember. We should bring him into the office now. We've set up the yes. office space. You know, I've just got the, my, we've got them all at home in our separate abodes, but I think they look even better when they're together. Hey, Dave, uh, that reminds me. I've forgotten about this, but a while ago we said if anyone wants to send through a jingle or, or some sort of thing, to send it through to dojingleon at gmail.com. Yes, I forgot about this as well. And on a recent Patreon episode, you reminded me of that. Well, it was recent at time of recording. It was a month ago. From when people are listening, but I looked it up and we found out that <laughs> there were two that have been sent through. I haven't listened to either of them yet, so are you ready for one? I'm ready for one. Here do we you go. want? Should we go with Amber's or Oz's? Which one came in first? Oh, good question. If you don't Amber's. know the answer, Amber, fantastic. Uh, should I read what Amber's written? Yeah. When I was, this is Amber Libet Miller. When I was listening last night, and the request for jingles was given. In that moment, I heard the song Top of the World by the Carpenters, uh, and it was stuck in my head. So, naturally, I took that as a sign that I should make a jingle to that tune. <laughs> Love it. So, now, all of the disclaimers, because I feel super cringe as I submit this. I don't know if people, if most people submitting things will give a polished, professional-sounding product, because, obviously, this is not that. And I don't know if you could even use it because of copyrights. I think this is parody. That's right. We're parodying the Carpenters. Uh, lastly, have you seen that clip of Karen Carpenter drum solo? No. It's so good. Awesome. Uh, lastly, I don't know if it's just if it just outright sucks because I don't usually do this kind of thing. It just sounded fun. So, I only spent a little bit of time on it this morning. With all that said, I realize this may not have a chance of being heard on the pod and that's perfectly fine by me. I just thought you three might personally enjoy it. If I didn't enunciate well enough for you to understand what I'm saying, let me know and I can tell you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Okay. Do you want to put the ox track on there? I'm very excited to hear this. Dave, are you ready? I am ready. Ox is on. All right. Do go on to the best podcast to me. Since I ponder almost everything I see. Now you share with my guys, hope that they'll be surprised. Surprised at what they learn when it's your turn. <laughs> Everything in the world from A to Z. Being told by you, Matt, just a day one Yeah, Full name. And what you're gonna hear was voted on by your peers. The topic of which the Patreons are most keen. <laughs> They're on the topic of the week looking up information, the most thorough explanation they can find. And they love to expound while the others joke around. Oh, That's the gist of Holy the pod to go on. That just worked. Standing O. Amber. Thanks I mean, so much. You, could have, you said you just threw it out in the morning. You could have told me you had a team working on that for a month and I would have believed you. Every syllable, 
in a perfect spot. Yes, well crafted. And honestly, explains the show much better than we ever do. <laughs> so, and you've done it in song. I also like that it, it sort of sounded like you were recording it in a room next to people you didn't want to hear. You, you were sort of- I like the whisper singing. That's right. You could tell there was more power in that voice if needed and- uh Sound beautiful though. So that's amazing. I can't believe. Yeah, it's so fun that um, we've got two of these, and maybe now that we're mentioning again, people will uh, want to send their own ones in. And if you want to, you can send it through to do jingle on at gmail.com. Is Perfect. that right? Am I saying that right? Sounded great to my ears. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, Amber. Now, the next thing we want to do in the Patreon section. Now, Jess normally comes up with a bit of a game as we shout out a few of our other great Patreon supporters. Dave, it was your topic. Do you want me to have a go we, or do you want to have something in mind? Or do Some you have so- something that comes to mind? Or- I thought maybe we could we could name a new sporting brand for them. Fantastic. You know, Addy became Adidas. Rudy became Ruda, became Puma. <laughs> yeah. Just three short steps yeah. <laughs> from Rudy to Puma. Uh, all right, let's do that. All right. Well, I'll well I'll read them out until you run out of ideas, and then we'll switch. Okay. Uh, first <laughs> up, it could be it could be soon. It could be you might get through them all. We don't know. First up from Chandler in Arizona in the U.S. of A. It's Lauren J. Lauren J. Sounds. What about LJ's? And it's like sporty pajamas, like PJs. Oh, but it's LJ's. LJ's. LJ's by Lauren J. Leisure jamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's more like la- lounge lounge pajamas. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there, you wouldn't wear the pajamas. Your pajamas to the shops, but these. They're stylish, you know what I mean? Oh, they're, I know what you they're mean. They're a statement. Yeah. LJ's by Lauren J. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, thank you so much, Lauren J. Next up from Mayfield West in New South Wales here in Australia, it's Heckers. Heckers. Mate, that is absolutely Heckers. Absolutely Heckers. Things are actually getting real Heckers around here. Maybe calm down a bit. Things are getting a bit too. Heckers is already very good. Yeah. That, Can that's you do good- anything to it? But I'm just, all right, I think that's a good name, but what is it? Yeah. Okay. What is Heckers? I think it's party wear. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm picturing like throwback, uh, you know, Madchester era party wear. You know, like warehouse party, well, raves. Get, getting Heckers at the Hacienda. Yeah, Heckers. Oh, I've got a Heckers brand oversized dummy, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> goo Goo Gaga, I'm wearing Heckers. Yes. Things are getting heckers here, <laughs> you know, and they're just, it's all like, um, you know, mate, I'm picturing like sun visors. I wasn't there in Ma- Manchester, i got to tell you. You weren't there, man. I wasn't there, man. You weren't there, and man. if you weren't there, you weren't there. But I think heckers party wear could be big. Heckers party wear. I like HPW. it. HPW. Uh, thank you so much, heckers. Next up from me, from Winston-Salem in North Carolina, just quickly, North Carolina, I believe, is where- Venus flytraps are from. I think that's true. Uh, and from Winston-Salem, it's Libby Mason. Libby Mason. If we take the first bit, like L and M-A, Lima. Lima. Oh, beautiful primate. Lima, beautiful. And it's whatever it's like. It's like a- It is tracksuits. Mm. Black and white, striped like a lemur's tail. Yeah, yeah like a-, a, a what, are they, what are they called? Ringtail lemurs? No. Yeah. Are they? Am I thinking of ringtail possums? Black and white tailed lemur. <laughs> and then if you imagine the the whole tracksuit, it's like uh, striped with um, 
horizontal stripes, black and white, all the way up. You, it kind of does make you look a bit like you've escaped from a prison in 1850. Yeah, but, but that's a look. But it's cool, you know? And you're wearing Lima. You're it in was Lima. a ringtail Lima was right. Never doubt yourself, Matt, is Never. what Jess would say <laughs> if she was here. But unfortunately, she's not, so I'll continue to doubt. Continue to doubt. So, yeah, the ringtail Lima suits. Lima, sh- Lima suit Larry. <laughs> Something there. I don't think that's further away. Uh, thank you so much, Libby. And uh, yeah, I want to. I want to wear that. I'm loving this. Uh, you know, the last few years, these big sort of bl- wearable blankets have be- become a bit of a thing. And uh, I want to get involved in that. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're sort of like they're just like you're basically wearing a blanket. It's just got armholes. Yeah. <laughs> like a like a schnood or something. Is yeah. What they call, like hoodie or schnood. Yeah. A schnood. A schnoodle. Sounds wrong, wrong, but right at the same time. Yes, which I think is what they're all about. Uh, next up from Windber in Pennsylvania in the United States, it's Amanda Louder. Amanda Louder. Oh, I mean, there's got to be something there with Louder. Mm, it's sort of probably, you know, a PA suit. So maybe it is one of these blanket type suits, a schnoodle, only <laughs> it's got in, in the heft of the of the jacket it's actually got speakers in oh right so you could be the most annoying person on public transport you've got <laughs> it's for yeah well yeah or a conductor on public transport exactly you got the microphone a comfy coming conductor in. yeah attention does everyone have their tickets please yes uh in our comfy conductor range uh <laughs> yeah i wear comfy conductor by amanda louder <laughs> i like it thank you so much amanda louder for your support uh next up from address unknown can only assume from deep within the fortress of the moles it's daniel oh okay what about something that is like sort of in the mole range i think maybe daniel's surname starts with s based on the email address just in case daniel is like is could, it me could that be me yeah we're talking about you and for people who are signed up and are wondering there's a spot where you can You've got to add your address in if you want us to read out your address. Or send you a Christmas card. Yes, that's right. So, some people select don't want anything mailed to you, which is fine. Just means you don't get the Christmas card. And when you're read out, you're from- We don't don't know your address. Yeah, we can't drop by. (laughs) (laughs) Which is obviously a crime. I understand now why you're keeping private. So, what's Daniel- I was thinking because he's deep within the fortress of the moles and our only mole, mole dweller this week. Something for moles? Oh, like with the, you know, yeah. clothing for moles. Yeah, probably. What a, like you know how uh, people can wear sl- eye masks to sleep. Mm. Moles don't see, right? Mm. So, so they could have day eye masks. Oh, right. Maybe like you'd even attach like a like a headlamp, like a torch as well, so they you know lights up the the dirt for them. Yeah. Do they see? I thought they didn't see. Well, they will if we use it. Oh, yeah. So, that's going to kickstart their evolution back to (laughs) a sighted animal, (laughs) if I understand them at all. Wow. Well, that's, yeah. (laughs) Sighted animals by Daniel. (laughs) Daniel. (laughs) Daniel S. You're doing huge things. (laughs) Thank you so much to you. Uh, Next up from Capel Street Mary, or Capel St. Mary, perhaps, in Suffolk, I reckon, in Great Britain. Or Suffolk. It's It's Megan. Megan. Megan P, I reckon. What about Megan backwards is Nagum. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a good name for something. Nagum. Nagum. Nagum Bagum. <laughs> Nagum Bagum. <laughs> that's what, at their retail store, the Nagum retail store, that's what sale. they say. Nagum and Bagum. <laughs> uh, and what, what kind of, what are, what's Suffolk about? 
I don't know, like I was imagining like a big, like you said retail store, I'm imagining like a big, a Primark, H&M size, a big shop. Yes. Where they nag them and bag them. Right. I'm picturing fancy clothes for everyday foes. Okay. Mainly because it rhymes and I don't really know what that means, but you know how you normally buy clothes and presents for friends? Yeah. This shop specializes in buying clothes for foes. Enemies. Uh, enemies Frenemies. only. Anywhere on the spectrum between enemies and frenemies. What about like the clothes look really good, but they smell quite bad? Yeah. So, you want to put it on if, you're, if you give it to your enemy. They go, oh, fantastic. And then, oh, a bit whiffy. Yeah, a bit whiffy. bit whiffy. There's a bit of a pong on this one. <laughs> bit whiffy by, by Nagum. Nagum and Bagum. <laughs> bit whiffy. Bagum because the pong is on. Uh, next up from Phoenix, Arizona. Second Arizonian here today. It's Evan Bergamini. Oh, Bagamini and Bagamini. <laughs> Bagam. Bagam. Bergam. Bergamini. Bagam and Bergam. Evan Bergamini. E-B. Evbear. Ev- oh. Evbear. Evbear is pretty good. Evbear. Uh, it's, it's big, furry, teddy bear type costumes. For the summer. <laughs> okay. So, well, you got like little air holes or yeah, yeah. little breathability swim, pockets. Swim bear suits. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Evbear. Evbear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe there was a hole in this market. There was a gap <laughs> and we found it and we're squeezing in. Uh, thank you so much, Evan Bergamini. What a freaking awesome name. Next from Stillwater in Oklahoma. In the United States, it's Melissa Gamble. Oh, what about uh, Jackpot by Melissa Gamble? Oh, yeah. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. And that, that, to me, smells like, sounds like, and smells like, a range of fragrances. Oh, yeah. Jackpot. Cha-ching. <laughs> yeah. Gamble. For the successful kids on the go. This is for this young is, oh, high for, Oh, right, great. For, for young high achievers. Fragrances for toddlers. <laughs> for gifted toddlers. <laughs> Melissa Gamble also saw a gap in the market. And took a gamble on gifted toddlers that need a new scent. And finally, from Edmonds in Washington in the US, it's Colin Harlow. Colin Harlow. And it's all about he will not be beaten on price. How low will he go? Well, that just depends on the opposition. Honestly, too low for business. Yes. It doesn't make any sense. They're operating at a loss. We are losing money, but Carlo or... Colin, Colin Harlow, yes. which I was going to say Charlo. That's why I said that by accident. Oh. Charlo is operating at a loss because Charlo's pockets are so deep. It doesn't matter. Mm. If it's on the floor, it's out the door <laughs> as far as Charlo's concerned. Come into Charlo and you won't leave empty handed. Even if you got no money, we'll give you something. <laughs> it's a great store. Uh, thanks so much to Colin, Melissa, Evan, Megan, Daniel, Amanda, Libby, Heckers. And Lauren, the last thing we need to do, Dave, is welcome in a couple of new members to the Triptych Club. Can you just quickly explain what the Triptych Club is? This is our Hall of Fame induction ceremony for people that have been uh, supporting the show at the shout-out level or above for three consecutive years. We've already given them a shout-out earlier, but they've stayed true. And to thank them again, we immortalise them, memorialise them by inviting them into our Theatre of the Mind club, private hangout space. It's like a lounge it's a bar. It's whatever you want it to be. We have food. We have drinks. We've got live music. And once you're in, you can never leave. But why would you want to be? Your name goes up on the wall. Bang. You're a member for life of some of the coolest people you'll ever meet. And it's called the Triptych Club. 
And it's so good to have him in. Uh, Dave, you normally book a band for the after party? Because every week we induct a few new members in. And obviously we're there to celebrate after. Jess normally is behind the bar with a few drinks and um, some food. And uh, this week is no different, uh, apart from the fact she's not here. But I've organized uh, drinking some food and the food is hollowed out loaves of bread. <laughs> okay, great. Yep. And the drinks we've got. The Adidas, and we've got the Puma, and you oh. pick one or the other. Okay. Uh, Were there, there any side effects from having the Puma? Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> it, it firms up your stool, oh, okay. ironically. Great. But the, what, firms up your stool. <laughs> but what does Adidas do? Another phrase do? I thought I was going to say today. Um, and Adidas uh, just tastes delicious. They both oh, do. Great. Um, <laughs> what are we doing? And for the after party, Dave, you booked a band? Well, you're never going to believe it. You know me. All day, I dream about corn with a K. They're here tonight. Corner here. All day, I dream about Davis. <laughs> Add a dad. <laughs> <laughs> <Add> a dad. <laughs> Corner here. They're great because they're going to sing about Adidas, but wear Puma. So, you know, we've got everything covered. So good. Uh, all right. So, hang around for that in the after party. Just two inductees this week. If you hear your name read out, uh, please come on in. Make yourselves at home. Dave's up on stage. He's going to hype you up. He's going to make you feel good. He's going to get the crowd going. I'm there to hype Dave up because uh, he needs it sometimes. Thank you. Just two inductees this week, Dave. You ready to go? Yeah. Please welcome into the Triptage Club from Spring Branch in Texas. <laughs> Branch. It's Raphael Gatrell. My number one pal, it's Raphael Gatrell. And from address unknown, can only assume from deep within the fortress of the moles, it's Sonmi451. Who's having the best day ever? It's Sonmi451. <laughs> this next round, Sonmi. <laughs> Sonny. Welcome in, Sonny451 and dr- Raphael Gatrell. Drinks tonight are all four for five one. <laughs> yeah, you you pay for four. Four five, five one. one. <laughs> you pay for four five one. Yeah. Every other day of the year it's two for one. <laughs> tonight only four for one. Four five one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, welcome in Somni and Raphael. Well that brings us to the episode, Dave. Is there anything we need to tell people before we Push off. Hey, you can check out our website. It's on online 24-7. It's open. It's an open one-stop shop for all your do-go-on needs. Dogoonpod.com. It's where we have link to, links to live shows, our Patreon. You can buy some merchandise through there. And, uh, yeah, other infos about our, sh- our show and our other podcasts. Book Cheat is back, baby. Who knew it was Matt Stewart's just celebrated a one-year anniversary. We've got new Listen Now episodes coming out. No, God, oh. the network's going off. This network is going off, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get around to our Nicholas Cage side pod to on the primates feed soon, if if we haven't already. And we also need to watch the Indiana Jones movies. Yes, yeah, so we're gonna do Indiana Jones, <laughs> and joking. we're gonna do we're gonna do the big three Nicholas Cage films. Do you think we're gonna do? Will it be will it be like Jonesing for Indiana or something like that? Like I'm oh, Jonesing yeah. for an indie. It could be. They do have monkeys in it, so I think they can just be primates. They're primates. And then the Nicolas Cage movies, the big three we're talking about, of course, Con Air, Face Off, and The Rock. Yes. And that, I can't remember what we're going to call it, but it was, I think it was, despite all my rage, I'm still a fan of Nicolas Cage. (laughs) Can't remember if that's the name of the pod or that's just our catchphrase. Anyway, Dave, boot this baby home. Hey, we'll be back next week with another episode and our good pal Jess Perkins will be back in tow. But until then, I'll say thank you so much for listening and goodbye. Laters. Hold up. 
That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.